It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire prisoners taken to neighbouring counties, tourists to start return home from Sharm el-Sheikh and go ahead for free school in Luton Town Centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire. It comes after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. More from Tony Fisher. In September, Hart Police announced plans to close the custody suite in Watford as well as the police station at Hoddesdon, as part of plans to save money. This has meant that when Stevenage and Hatfield police stations are full, prisoners have to be transported outside of the county. Hearts Police Federation's concerned the travelling is taking officers away from their duties, and it's written to the force asking them to reconsider. Hearts Police says no final decision has been made on the future of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring British tourists back from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. Luton-based EasyJet and Monarch plus Thomson and British Airways have scheduled flights. Mark Lowen is in the Egyptian resort. The repatriation of British nationals begins today, though the backlog means many will still have to wait here as airlines struggle to catch up. EasyJet says it's flying six extra planes today to transport the numbers home. But those flying will be subject to additional security measures, allowed to carry only hand luggage, with bigger bags checked in on separate flights. It's part of a review by British security officials who've been here assessing the airport in the light of the government's view that last week's crash of a Russian jet from Sharm el-Sheikh to St Petersburg may have been caused by a bomb on board. The go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. The £4.5 million Moorlands project gets underway today, with primary school pupils digging the first turf on the site on Park Street. The school will move from Leegrave High Street to the new purpose-built site in September next year. Sir Cliff Richard has been interviewed for a second time by police investigating alleged sexual assaults three decades ago. The singer was questioned last year and his apartment in Berkshire was searched. Here's Tom Simons. Spokesman for Sir Cliff Richard has confirmed he was interviewed voluntarily by detectives in South Yorkshire. The investigation is examining allegations, including of a sexual crime, in the mid-1980s. Sir Cliff was first interviewed last summer after a high-profile police raid on his apartment in Berkshire. Since then, police have confirmed to a parliamentary committee that their investigation has expanded. The 75-year-old singer has described the claims he faces as absurd and untrue. A man had to be cut free by fire crews after a two-car collision in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. It happened on Brickhill Street in Monkston at around 6.15. Luton-based Vauxhall is recalling over 200,000 Zafira models after more than 100 reports of the cars bursting into flames. Vauxhall is writing to owners of Zafira B models to arrange a visit to local dealers. It follows a campaign by the BBC's Watchdog programme. In sport, Watford's leading scorer, Odion Igalo, is fit for tomorrow's Premier League trip to third place Leicester after limping off last weekend. The weather, a dry start before the rain returns later this morning, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. We're just uh, boosting up the record player. We're we'll 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 looking forward to this. Ah. I kind of die inside every time you're with someone.
David Cassidy, before, before the troubles. Before, before the troubles, dear listener. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. On the show today, custody crisis. It's no trifling matter. Don't do that one again. No? Hundreds of thousands will be affected. OK, thank you very much indeed. Funeral for all we... And a lovely, lucky local lotto. La, la, la. You wrote that, Catherine. Just like the olden days. Just like the olden days. Across beds, hearts and bars. Skill. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Came from my brain. It doesn't do it for me, David Cassidy. Oh, I, li- I like I like, doing it. I, his solo albums, I like. The, the early ones, not the 80s ones. He looks a bit too much like um, Susie Quattro. Oh, he looks exactly like Susie Quattro, which is, which is great. There's a thing <laughs> in the papers today that all women are gay. Right. Right. The, so why don't I fancy David Cassidy then, or Susie Quattro? Well, you do. Oh. You're just the thing is, guys. Let's let's talk freely and honestly. It's seven minutes past six. Th- th- this whole thing about you know gay and straight, black and white. No, 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 no. It's all, it's all various shades of grey, and some are more benter than the others. Uh, but we're all we're all we all flick back and forth. <laughs> Beg your pardon. <laughs> but there's a study. Speak for yourself. There's a study in the papers that says that all women are gay. Yeah. So I've seen Jeremy Kyle. I know that it's it's a fluid thing hey, listen, in certain quarters. You know, um, you know. Sometimes I'm, a man can annoy you so much that you become gay. Apparently, you know. Um, I think a lot of people are born that way. You did enough talk, didn't you? Isn't it? You know, I'm loving Simon and Garfunkel at the moment. Oh, we've done the gay thing now. Is that it? We'll go back to it. Um, you will. You're a lady. You know, I'm loving Simon and Garfunkel at the moment. Yes, I'm it, aware. It's because their lyrics are so timeless. I'm going to play a song now. Oh no! And it could have been written. It could have been written yesterday. Have a listen to this. you're packing to leave I come a-running right over I just couldn't believe it I just couldn't believe it Oh, baby, baby You must be out of your mind Do you know what you're kicking away? We got a groovy thing going, baby Got a groovy thing i never done you no wrong Never hit you when you're down Always gave you good loving I never ran around I never ran around Oh baby, baby You must be out of your mind Do you know what you're kicking away? We got a groovy thing going, baby Got a groovy thing There's something you ought to know if you're fixing the goal, I can't make it without you. No, 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 I love the fact that Paul Simon is considered to be a poet and um, he's written, you know, he writes a sub-Paul Revere song. Morning, Danny. Morning. Yeah, less of that cheek. Now, Catherine's on the other side of the office. Let's see if she makes it back in time for her line. 
People arrested by Hertfordshire police are being locked up as far away as Essex and Buckinghamshire. Watford's custody suite's been closed temporarily pending the results of a consultation, putting more pressure on Stevenage and Hatfield. Once those are full, our sources tell us the closest available cell is often in Aylesbury and in one recent case, Colchester. Catherine's back. So detainees are being taken out of the county, are they? Yeah, in September we told you that Hertfordshire police had announced plans to close the custody suite in Watford as well as the police station at Hoddesdon as part of plans, of course, to save money. The custody suite at Watford is currently closed temporarily, but that could become a permanent situation with services concentrated at Stevenage and Hatfield. This has meant that when Stevenage and Hatfield are full on occasions, prisoners are transported outside of the county. And what impact is this having? Well, Hertfordshire Police Federation is concerned that officers are spending too long transporting uh, prisoners and taking them away from their duties. It says you need a minimum... Duties? You're obsessed. (laughs) It says you need a minimum Thirsty. of two officers to transport a prisoner. In a letter to the PCC, the chairman of the Federation, Neil Alston, says whilst the number of frontline officers working in Watford, Decorum and Three Rivers won't reduce, we're concerned that their ability to respond to incidents will be negatively impacted due to their having to travel out of area to Hatfield or Stevenage with detainees. The impact of this additional travelling time is estimated to us to be a minimum of one additional hour for two officers for each detainee. Now, given the current levels of arrest dealt with by Watford custody, this equates to an additional 28.5 hours of officer time spent travelling each and every day of the year. This is an additional time that officers are not available to respond to calls for service from the public. Um, Neil Austin's also told us that if you arrest someone in Watford and the interview team is, for instance, in Hatfield, then the officers there doing interview may have to go back to Watford to get evidence. So the nearer you are to the custody suite, the better. What I find interesting about that is I always say Neil Alston. I'm Northern. Concerns go wider than than just this. Our sources say that they keep slowly bringing things like this, you know, fewer officers, custody closures, no overtime to get work completed to a satisfactory standard. They do these things to save money, and according to our sources, it's damaging morale. Officers are tired, they're stressed, and it seems to be getting worse. Uh, Every day, nothing serious happens, though. The top bods say the changes are working. But meanwhile, and this is um, someone who um, I've been speaking to, um, he told me that we're becoming... I'm not telling you. We're becoming more stretched, the quality of service is going down and we're struggling to cope. And the response from Hertfordshire Police? Well, the Police Federation... Hang on, the Police Federation says the government cuts have reduced staffing levels in Hertfordshire and their concern is the closure of Watford custody will exacerbate the impact of those cuts. It's asking the force to reconsider this proposal to close Watford custody and work with them to find a solution that reconciles those financial issues with the service provision issues. And the response from Hertfordshire Police? we did ask them to come on. Remember when Lloyd used to... David Lloyd's... Used to come on all the flipping time. Yeah, but ha- he had a camper van in the um, in the but car he's park. He's the PCC. We actually want someone to talk about operations, don't copper, we? Copper, yeah. Well, copper. Um, senior managers oh, exploring copper. the future options of custody arrangements in Hertfordshire are aware of the Federation's concerns about the proposals. Currently, a significant amount of research is being undertaken, according to this statement, by custody experts within the force ahead of a final decision about the future of Watford custody being made. This work involves examining travelling time, staffing levels, cell occupancy and operational demand. All the issues that have been raised to date are being explored to ensure the best information is available ahead of a decision being reached to preempt the finding that research will be inappropriate and misleading. In other words, we're not talking to you about it until this yeah. consultation. Sorry finished. if that story was ruined by the jingle jangle of Catherine's keys. I've got no idea what was going on. You were moving the newspapers. I was moving the newspapers. I was. D- My part in that um, project was silent. Yours? It was silent, was- but certainly violent. 
555. I'll tell you why there's tension between me and Catherine today, because she has peed me right off. Why don't you tell Because I've bo- won. Why don't you tell the boys and girls, the ladles and jelly spoons, what about you did... About my victory this morning. No, 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 about how you've, you've started a holy war. <sighs> um, about what you got up to this morning. This morning, we, I... We play a game... I got what I like to call revenge. We play a game. We've played a game for a long time where we jump out of each other and just give each other little little um, frights. We did it with... Um, uh, I can't even remember that um, kid's name that left last week. Anyway, what's his face? Uh, Catherine and I. Catherine's always the most rubbish at it. Uh, and me and the other lad that has gone now were brilliant at it. Um, but you've you've taken things to a, quite yeah. a dark level. Yeah, yeah. What happens is right. I, I've taken Genuinely advice from the from the actual this. SAS, right? Oh, and right, they've yeah. given me a few um, a few pointers as to how to um, do a decent um, ambush yourself and to avoid ambush by others. And one of the first things was don't advertise your itinerary. You right? basically you, you hid in a back change, passage. Cha- change up things and uh, don't advertise your itinerary. So here here's what happened. But bear in mind, I spent a good two years being. Look at, the clock, look at the clock, woman. All right, well, I'll tell you in a minute then. Flipping it. You've got to learn timing. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're taking the train into London, there's no service on Great Northern between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of overrunning engineering, so you need to switch onto the tube from Finsbury Park. On the North Circular, starting to build up already westbound from Staples Corner going into the Neasden Interchange Roadworks and the North Orbital Road. The roadwork's still there between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. It goes down to one lane in each direction, so expect that to get busy later on. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much. 6.16, ah... Friday, the uh, 6th of November. Remember, remember, the 6th of November. These are your headlines. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring back British tourists from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. Luton Airport, it's not near London. And the go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. The four and a half million pair Moorlands project gets underway today. The FA Cup on the BBC. It was another shot result. Tomorrow, two of our local teams enter the FA Cup. With Luton travelling to Crawley. Crawley plays it in towards Guthridge, who pokes it home for an opening goal for Luton Town. And Stevenage hosting Gillingham. And it's in! Welfare from the touchline on the right-hand side. Plus there's updates on Borehamwood and St Albans hoping to make the second round. The FA Cup on the BBC. Tomorrow from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Kath queuing up a record, right? She spent the last three minutes trying to queue up this record. And it's not right, hang on. <laughs> All during that bulletin, she's trying to queue up this record. Well, Just put the needle on it, you plum. I'm being very distracted. Well, you did it and then you whacked the arm. Yeah. You shush.
you know this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know Motown. I know Motown, Justin. Oh, I know you know Motown, boss. Berry, I know Berry, you. Berry Gordy! <laughs> Berry, Berry, Berry Gordy! Is Berry Gordy still alive? Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah. And his he... daughter still runs um, the, 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 it, the Motown Appreciation Society and, and all the tours. Math. Yeah, all of the uh, the tours in America. Yeah. Is Motown? Is Motown still making classic soul music? No. Oh, they don't make records no more. No, I mean, I'm sure they do, but in terms of, you know, that them records being popular, I mean, I think their last massive act, and I could sound like a plum here, but I think they're... You often do. (laughs) 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 I think think one of their last big ones was Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Um, Mm. There was the joke there that a famous celebrity paedophile thought that was a delivery service. What? Do you remember that joke? I'm not saying who it involves, even though they've, they've, Mm. they've passed on. Um, okay, well, boys, boys to men were good though. They were like, um, they were like vocal harmonies. They were acapellists. wasn't they? Well, they, they, well, they did it in the nude. Motown, feel it back again. Well, that's yeah. not the one I remember. I don't know that. Yeah. What was the what was the? Hang on, it starts down. I made love to you. In a minute, like Kath, I'm doing the show. <laughs> let's, start, let's get the voice of youth. Uh, Danny, yeah, you know pop groups. Yeah, boys to men. What was their biggest hit, mate? Uh, red, red wine. No. Flipping no. it. I mean, that's end, just... End of the road, isn't it? Yeah, end of the road. Here's the thing. It? He's talking, of course, about Ube 40, mm. the um, the blandest reggae group in the world, was my dad would have called them Reggie, Reggie Music. Do you remember the song? Oh, no, I think it's Jonathan King, Johnny Reggae. Do you remember that? No. Here comes Johnny no, Reggae. Here comes Johnny... It was Jonathan King, wasn't it? Yeah, he, but, he wrote it. And that's he a shame. It's a good yeah. song. It's a good song. Yeah, no. he, re- I, he, he did re- write some good songs, though. He wrote some cracking songs. And here's, here's a Jonathan King song you won't know. He wrote a song about Harold Chipman. Have you heard what? it? Oh, it, it uh, that guy knows how, knows how to craft a melody. Honestly, Cass, during the news, go and have a listen to it. It's a cracking song. Anyway, let's... let's, let's Good it, grief. Very dark, very dark. Um, what was I talking about, Just Motown. Motown. Boys, Boys to men. men. Do they still make classic soul records? Do they still record? make classic soul they don't, records? I, they don't have to. I'll tell you why they don't have to. Heritage. Is, yeah, heritage, because, I mean, how many of their records are still sold every single year? The, the greatest millions. hits compilations. Millions. They don't need to make new music to make money. Millions. Absolutely millions. Oh, well, we can we can discuss that all morning, Just, but actually, we've got to do this We've got to do this story. This this yeah. is... Um, Incredible. Oh, it's in Beaconsfield. Oh, I know Beaconsfield very well. OK, I used to go boozing up there when I was underage. A shopkeeper... From Beaconsfield, I'm not condoning it. A shopkeeper from Beaconsfield is protesting, get this, guys, against the opening of an undertaker's. Is this a real story, It is, yeah. A shopkeeper from Beaconsfield is protesting against the opening of an undertaker's nearby, which he fears... Yeah, I did write that. ...will depress people and kill trade. What was actually written, and I changed it this morning, was will be the final nail in the coffin for the high street. <laughs> oh, that's classic. Yeah, that's, you should have kept that. That is classic. Jack Lubbock's family had a dress shop on Station Road for 30 years. He's launched a petition to move co-op funeral care to a side street where it'll be less visible because, hey, guys, we all need dresses. None of us need coffins. Justin, um... <laughs> Why does Jack have a problem with the funeral directors? Well, he thinks it's not suitable for Beaconsfield High Street. Is it? Uh, can I ask, right, Catherine, 
Is this a real story? Because this story. is the most <laughs> insane thing I've ever heard. He set up a petition and everything. Flipping it. All right, carry on, Justin. Sorry. I was going to say, yeah, he doesn't feel it's uh, suitable for the high street there. <sighs> he thinks it'll be better placed somewhere else. I'm going to read this slowly because it is so hard Go to on. come to terms with. He says that from his family shop, you would be able to see the funeral director's opposite, right. which yeah. he thinks is uh, not very nice. Yeah. He thinks that uh, seeing funeral cars pull up uh, might have a, a negative sentiment amongst shoppers and shopkeepers. He might do a roaring trade in black dresses. Exactly. <laughs> Possibly. He needs to think more logically. <laughs> um, the, the big thing for him is, what he's saying is, look, this is a, a very small high street and that a funeral directors won't encourage footfall to the high street and it could drive shoppers away from the town. As Catherine said, he's now got a petition at change.org to get the landlords to change their mind on the lease and instead encourage another independent shop to open there. Some of the owners have also signed this petition. It's, it's going very, very well. Um, so far, that petition has 50 signatures. Because there are so many um, independent businesses that are desperate to go on to High Street. I know Beaconsfield High Street, right? Mm -hmm. Beaconsfield is a wonderful place. It's beautiful. It's dead. Lovely. It's, it, it, Here's it, the thing, right? It's dead. That shop is opening where there was a gift shop. There was a gift shop owned by the same person who was opening a who had a gift shop seven doors down. They right. had two yeah. in the space of seven doors. One of them didn't work out, yeah. unsurprisingly. So now this is going to the uh, co-op funeral care, uh, which well, is not known for its like outrageous displays or anything. <laughs> no, It'll be subtle. No. <laughs> the funeral directors, just as they said anything. Uh, Simon Fisher, who's a group manager for Mid-Counties Cooperative Funeral Care, has said that we are pleased to confirm we will be opening a new funeral home on Station Road in Beaconsfield in early 2016. This will be our fifth branch in Bucks. We'll be recruiting locally. So again, there's a positive. Local jobs, recruiting locally over the coming months and looking forward to serving the local community and working with charities and community groups in Beaconsfield. That's what they Please had to say. tell me we're speaking to this fella on the show today. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, 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 Danny, I, I know the podcast is about 15 minutes short. I'll fill it, don't worry. Um, <laughs> that is He's worried ridiculous. that hearses and coffins are going to be coming out the front door. That's not the way it works, is it? I, I don't. I, I don't. Know I don't how think it they works. bring them through reception. But I think they will yeah, go out the back. There might be a little bit of, of extra traffic. I just think that. Listen, the high street is is gone, baby. Beaconsfield High Street was was quiet years ago, and I used to go booze in there. Do you know what I mean? It's um, incredible. Justin. Yeah. Um, you like a cockatoo, don't you? I do indeed, yeah. Have you seen this picture of this cockatoo in the? Oh uh, dear. He's, he's had all it's his. It's like he's been grafted onto <laughs> a chicken. <laughs> Javi, the cockatoo, is is so stressed. She's oh, she's mentally ill. She's pecked out all her feathers. Oh. It looks like it looks like um, the last turkey on uh, Christmas Eve in Iceland. Anyway, that's not the story. Here's a story: um, Internet selfie, China, four oh four and nine eleven. What have they all got in common? Let's read them again: Internet selfie, China, four oh four and nine eleven. What have they all got in common? Let's ask the voice of youth, Dan. Dan. They're all words. Well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Mm. They are the top. Five words of the century so far. Now, do you mean like searched for? No, well, I don't what, know what. Four oh four isn't a word. I don't know what four oh four has got to do with anything. This is the story, and I don't understand it. That's why I'm giving it to Justin. Nine eleven oh, isn't thanks. a word. Internet. It's two words. Selfie. Well, it's numbers. Internet. Selfie. China. Four oh four, and nine eleven are the top five words of the century so far. Right. According to Global Language Monitor. 
chances. I don't understand any of that story. Where's Geezer? Where's Player? Sorry? Words. Oh, you're, you're, I thought he was going, where's Geezer? No. Imagine if there's, it's, if there's someone listening to the show called Where's Player, then you're more than welcome to join in. <laughs> Geezer, Player, Vibe, none of them there. Justin, could yeah. you could you take this... Like, we know that Dunstable are very... Well, they're, A, they're local, not to mm. my house, but to my work. Mm. Mm. Very yeah. vocal. Can we get yes. the, can we get the top words of the century so far from Dunstable? Where's Ev? Uh, yeah, well, I, I dread to think what they're going to come up with, but, uh, yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> and maybe let's avoid the Slovakian perspective today, Justin, after yesterday's... Yeah, um, yeah, no worries, yeah, you know yeah. Her top words are. Cheers, my dear. Yeah. See you later on. Bye bye. Oh, 0345 I don't understand any of that. That's what's actually... a 404? I don't know. Is it... it's, it's probably a drugs reference, Danny. No, no, no. It's when a website doesn't work and it 404s. That's oh, the term. Oh, error 404. But has anyone ever said that? So they. J- I just did. He's got me there. Fair play, actually. He's got me there. Yeah. Less of his lip. Clever, isn't he? Not so clever. Not technically. No, no. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Some problems on the trains into London on Great Northern. There's no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. It's because of overrunning engineering. We're not expecting that to reopen until about 7.30. So until then, if you're going into the city, change at Finsbury Park for the Tube. The North Circular going westbound. That's heavy from Staples Corner into the roadworks at the Neasden Interchange. Building up on the North Orbital Road now as well at uh, Junction 21A of the M25. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties. Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring British tourists back from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport and the go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. The £4.5 million Moorlands project gets underway today. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford's leading scorer, Odion Igalo, is fit for tomorrow's Premier League trip to third place Leicester after limping off last weekend. Igalo was injured in a challenge which earned West Ham's James Collins a red card. Tomorrow, the Hornets will come up against the league's top scorer, Jamie Vardy, and boss Kike Flores is aware of his threat. It's very difficult to, to think about Leicester, if not including Vardy, but it's not possible also to think uh, in Leicester just in party. So for me it's like a collective. If everybody wants to play, of course, they need the, the colleagues. Milton Keynes-Dons welcome back centre-half Carl McFadden after a one-match ban for tomorrow's championship trip to Brighton. In the first round of the FA Cup tomorrow, Luton go to fellow League Two side Crawley. Striker Paul Benson is set to return after injury. Stevenage host League One Gillingham. St Albans are at Grimsby. Boreham Wood are at Northwich. On Sunday, Wickham go to Halifax and Chesham are at Bristol Rovers. Wins for Tottenham and Liverpool in the Europa League last night. Spurs beat Anderlecht 2-1, whilst former Wickham youngster Jordan Ibe scored his first goal for Liverpool in their 1-0 win at Ruben Kazan. Sam Burgess says family reasons were behind his decision to return to rugby league after one season in rugby union, but the BBC's Chris Jones says it's embarrassing for England coach Stuart Lancaster. Ultimately, Burgess wasn't that bad at the World Cup. He made a good impression off the bench against Fiji. He didn't have a terrible game against Wales either, but it's a terrible look on the England management to have put so much stall in a man like Burgess, to have put him into the leadership group and to put a lot of focus on him and for ultimately him to be going back to rugby league already. And 
ahead of tomorrow's home game with Yorkshire Carnegie. Bedford have been dealt an injury blow, with prop James Curry ruled out for up to three months following ankle surgery. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven. Most of the bands, to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Now, now, you say that, I'm pretty good. We'll do Fleetwood, I'll do Fleetwood Mac in a minute. I'm pretty good at all the bands, actually. Isn't that right, Dan Dan? Yeah, so I can do, you know, pretty much I mean, all of them. You doing them. <clears throat> well, impersonating them. Oh, is that what you're doing? I started, if my sister's listening, morning, sis, evening, sis, they're in New Zealand. Mm. Um, we don't phone each other now. It costs way too much. You have to book an international... I'm old enough to remember when if you wanted to call abroad, you had to book a call with the international operator. When was that? That was the like, late 70s. I also remember um, that um, you used to get satellite link-ups on programmes like Wogan. they go, we've got, we got a guest all the way from Los Angeles today on the satellite link-up. And you had to book the satellite. You could only book it for about 12 minutes, and it cost about £100,000. And it was always very jumpy. And I remember vividly Peter Cook in the uh, Wogan studio in Shepherd's Bush, uh, Dudley Moore uh, by a pool in Los Angeles, and the signal breaking. Oh, we got Dudley Moore. Hey, Peter, what would you like to say to Dudley Peter? Was well, it? I think Dudley's a complete bum. Well, you would say you would say that, wouldn't you? Oh, Corbett. I'm not brilliant with the with. I can do the bands, not the people. I think. Well, I think Dudley's a complete and utter bum. You would. You would. Well, you would say that, wouldn't you, Peter? That's funny story. Who's um um? I tell you what, I've been watching, and this is why I'm talking to my sister. About five years ago, she bought me the trip on DVD, not the 60s psychedelic movie, right. the Steve Coogan, Rob Ryden thing. Started watching it yesterday. I'm going through a bit of a Coogan thing. Ordered a Coogan box set. Even though you don't like him. 
He's arrogant, and he was rude to me on live TV and humiliated me. Apart from that, though, and his book's awful. Apart from that... He does some excellent programmes. Oh, he's brilliant. He's mm. brilliant, right? That's annoying, though, isn't it? Makes it worse. Yeah. I was watching The Trip through gritted teeth and um, crusted fingers? No. What do you call that? Clenched fists. That's it. And Crusted uh, fingers. And uh, it was very, very funny. I was laughing out loud. So, Joe, thank you for that. I appreciate that present. This is the thing. I like getting... Sometimes I get CDs and DVDs, and I don't watch them for years, and they stay in their cellophane. I watch them when I meant to watch them. Same thing, my sister bought me... Um, who's the fella whose dad died, then he died? Everyone. No, 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 no. His dad died young, then he died young. He went for a swim in a, in the, the bayou, and uh, he drowned. Is that Buckley? Jeff Buckley? Do you no, know Jeff I don't Buckley? know that story, but now I do. You, do you know Jeff Buckley? I've heard of him. Oh, he's brilliant. But I had the CD in cellophane for about five years of my sister getting and I put it on. Oh, flip. I put it on when I split up with a girl. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. His dad died young. He died young. About the same age. Oh. Heartbreaking. Very, very heartbreaking stories there. Heartbreaking story. It's Heartbreak Friday. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Give us. Uh, oh, I've got me. I've got my computer working. When I got it. dumped for the, the major time, um, it was the season of shares. Do you believe in life? Oh. My mum went. Oh, this is your song, and I went. No, it's not. It was a plum. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ladles and jelly spoons. Your best dumping music for <laughs> relationships. Let's not get carried away. Let's not. Because we all know that's American Pie. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> for me, right when Car- Carrie, my first love, I was obsessed with her from the age of. 12 till about the age of 39 then therapy kicked in but she dumped me she broke my heart right and i got was getting rid of a load of stuff so i went to the dump the local dump and there just lying there in all its heavenly glory was a barry manilow record now now no, I, you know i'm a fan of Lowe, so you don't have to do that face i i picked i stole that record i liberated that record and boy oh boy it Transform my life. That was my dumping uh, record. Barry Manilow for me was uh, top dump. But when you get dumped, whenever you put the radio on, it seems like it's talking to you, doesn't it? Oh yes. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm getting the computer. Anyway, it's always for the best. Well, it's not always for yeah, the best. Yeah, it not, is. Not, it's not always. They're not into it. Let's move on. It's not always for the best. Yeah, it is. It was in my I case. Think, looking at. I think Kerry made a mistake there. <laughs> I think she made a mistake. Look at me now, hosting um, the sixth most, excuse me, the fifth most popular breakfast show in Beds, Hards and Bugs. Thank you. Thank Chew you. Chew on that, Kerry. Chew on that. Hey, you know that guy who tried to friend me on Facebook after um, asking me out for a dare at school and oh, yeah. then dumping me the next day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorted him out. Not like that. Oh. I accepted his friend request and then I deleted it ah. for a joke. It took 20 years for me to get my revenge, and he's probably not even noticed, but chew on that. Bad news, guys. All of my music beds have disappeared from, from my computer. Oh. So, oh, hang on a minute. Let's, let's try a bit of Ananda Shankar. This will... Uh... No, hang on. This will this, 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 be good. This will be good. Ananda Shankar. Here we go. Um, this one. There we go. No, hang on. Something a bit... It does not beat one. Hang on. No, hang on. Hang on. Pluck. Yeah, here we go. It's just one that's like... Oh, blimey. This is a bit frenzied. You want something a little... Oh, let's try this I feel like I'm in the rough guide. Here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Listen, this is good. Yeah, this is a great song! You're listening to the fifth most popular breakfast show in Beds, Hearts and Bugs. Please welcome to the stage, Ananda Shankar. (laughs) 
already got in the papers. Now, now we're living. Now we're living. We're creating a whole new bed section. That's going in. What you got? Farmers flocked to a bizarre identity parade to examine 151 <laughs> stolen sheep. <laughs> this is a story. I mean, flipping heck! How can you? I mean, I know they love their animals, but. So this is like stolen sheep, and some of these have been stolen like three or four years yeah, ago. Yeah, so you got to, do you recognise? Do you recognise this sheep, sir? The police lineup of yous was held on a windswept. No, windswe- I wasn't. Us wasn't theirs. Yous was. I wasn't. Us was not. It was held on a windswept moorland farm after the creatures were taken from a string of farms across three counties. Three counties, big up. Yay. Well, not, hang on. Not the three counties. Just, yeah, just any three counties. Yes. They've been snatched over three years. Gosh, three. Magic number and had identifying tags and marks either covered or removed. But their owners couldn't be fooled and managed to identify 116 of the sheep How? by the shapes of their faces. Of course they did. They just went, right, you have them, How I'll it? have them, yeah. and we'll claim That's them. That's utter, utter bullshine. The shapes of their faces, their colouring, and even the way they walked. Well, you can tell by the way I use them. Teesside Crown Court heard. The sheep were then returned to 14 farmers from Cumbria, North Yorkshire and County Durham. Three members of a farming family are accused of disguising the identity of the sheep before passing them off as their own, like moustaches and beards. Come on, guys. <laughs> I would love it. It's my my life's ambition, OK, is to, is to do good. And I, I do that, but I can do more. I would love, I would love to be in a, a identity parade and also to be on a jury, but for a juicy one. For a juicy one, I want to be on a juicy jury. I don't want to be on a this fella nicked, you know, some Johnny's from the the, the, the corner shop. I, I want to be on a juicy um, jury. I had to bail on jury service because I was very pregnant. Oh, couldn't mate, do couldn't do it. But I did actually quite want to do it. Well, you let down justice. Basically, you went up to justice and you you, you flapped your two finger, flabby two fingers in her face. I don't want to push a baby out in the courtroom. That would be very disruptive. It would. Um, well. Now, I said earlier Might on... Might wake everyone else up, though. I said earlier on, I can do all the bands. Should we do... Um, oh. Flip the Mac. Here we go. I'll just flip the Mac. Oh. Here we go. <clears throat> ooh. Ah. Ooh. Ah. That's Flip the Mac, isn't it? Oh, gosh. Ooh. Ah. Can you... Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Ah. You, Stop it. You, you be him, I'll be her. <laughs> ah. Ooh. Ah. Oh, you can 
going to find a Beach Boy song that's even worse than that. Hang on a second. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Heavy now on the M25, going anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 at Watford. The North Circular is still busy westbound from the Staples Corner, going into the roadworks at the Neaston Interchange. The southbound A1, that's building up from Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner through Boreham Wood. On Great Northern, still no service into London between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of overrunning engineering. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much indeed. 6.45, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring British tourists back from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJet flights, easy flights to Luton Airport. And the go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. The £4.5 million Moorlands project gets underway today. Here's the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, hello. Very good morning to you. It's a very mild start to the day once more. We've got 14 degrees at the moment. It's a dry early start too, but it's not going to stay dry for very long. Through the morning, after the next couple of hours or so, we start to get some outbreaks of rain spreading in from the southwest. The wind will pick up. The rain will be on and off through the course of the day. There will be some heavier bursts of it at times, but also some drier spells. We may just be lucky and get a bit of brightness, and that will really help to lift the temperature. Uh, the humidity levels are particularly high today so it's actually going to feel quite muggy very unusual for November and we could be looking at top temperatures of around 17 Celsius which is 63 in Fahrenheit. The rain will tend to ease off as we head into the late afternoon and the evening should be dry actually perhaps a few drips and drabs of rain but mostly dry so if you're watching fireworks tonight then um, then it should be should be alright better than last night basically. Uh, overnight tonight they're mostly dry lows of around 13 or 14 degrees by the time we get to tomorrow morning most of us wake up though it's going to be wet again very wet and very windy for a good time time tomorrow. Uh, that rain slowly pushing off to the northeast, so it should be a drier picture by the time we get into the middle of the late part of the afternoon across the three counties. And um, looking good actually for fireworks on Saturday night because not only will it be dry but also there'll be a good few clear spells around it as well. It'll just feel like a little bit chillier than it does at the moment with temperatures dropping back into single figures. Remember on Sunday again turning quite wet and windy at times, although not as wet as Saturday. Good news, very windy into the start of next week. That's the forecast. Thank you very much. BBC Three Counties Radio. We all know that the weather can be sunny and bright in one place, and just down the road it's blowing a gale, which is where BBC Weather Watchers comes in, your chance to join the nation's favourite conversation and share the weather where you are. A new website that lets you tell the nation and your neighbours exactly what's going on. Get digitally creative and build a unique record day by day. You'll hear the latest from Weather Watchers on BBC Three Counties Radio. And you may even see your picture at 6.30 on Look East on BBC One. To become a BBC Weather Watcher, simply sign in online at bbc.co.uk slash weatherwatchers. BBC Make It Digital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Johnny 
is in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat, bad job laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, it's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend. The man in the coonskin cap in a pig pen wants $11 bills. You only got 10. It's probably one of the only three decent songs the man did. He's oh. got a um, busy mouth, hasn't he? He's got a very busy mouth. I like the idea of Dylan. It's just a shame he's rubbish. So I've, go been on. Trying to, I've been trying him out again. Go on, I why, need to keep trying. So tell him how you scared me. Go on, why right. I try and fix so, my computer, which is still I'm walking happens, into work, it? and we have to walk down this really creepy passageway, <laughs> don't we? Steady. And the lights are off and off. Yeah, you'll find some spooky music. Like and I don't you. like it. I used to have a mate who walked me in, but he was decided to, he'd rather stay I in don't bed. need to be in until late, because the... Um, hang on, some spooky anyway. music. Hang on. Nope, S- some nice. kind of mate, anyway. I'm going to stop that. There you go. There you go. So I'm walking into work thinking, oh, this is a bit spooky. And as I get to the, towards where the um, the door is... We finish at nine o'clock this morning. Building the tension, man. Well, I'll, I'll build some stop tension. Stop breaking my vibe. I hear a car pull into the car park behind me. It's quite far away. You can't see me, but I can see him, right? It's Ian's car. Oh, yes, it's Ian's car. Is it Ian's car? I'll just hide behind this wall and make sure it's it is Ian. Hang on. So I hide behind a wall Actually, and peep to see Ian crossing the car park. Right, I'm going to have him. So I go into the building, stand at the uh, tradesman's entrance inside, <laughs> where he normally comes in, and wait. Tucked into a dark corner. Holding my breath. There's no reason for me to hold my breath. He's miles away. Then I hear the flat feet approaching the door. And I hear him put his pass up to the door. Beep, 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 beep. The door opens. Wah! He nearly soiled himself. Finish the story. Great story. Right, what have you got in the papers? And then he said for about half an hour afterwards, he'd never felt so alive. So you're welcome. Right, okay, we finished that ridiculous story. What, what have you anyway, got? Uh, that's been brewing for three years because I've been rubbish at scaring for three years. This is or a, have her, I? her normal, the soundtrack to your, your scares is normally this. 
we go. One. Did you, oh, did you? You, were, uh, you weren't here the other day. What? Can I play you some? Hang on a second. Let me put you. you, you anyway, I've been rubbish at scaring for ages. Or have I? Actually, it's all been a cunning plan. I'm what's known as a ringer. Well, it's yes, all been building uh, to this moment, and today I had my moment. Hang on a second. I'll play you something. And you nearly had a moment. In his pants. Uh, don't, don't be vulgar. Um, Oh, not a lot. Hang on, listen. Oh, this is good. This is this is good. This is good. <laughs> I love this. Whoever did this is a genius. Really. <clears throat> ready? Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Born ready, mate. <clears throat> Born ready. Here we go. You know that it would be untrue. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I would be a liar. It's what he deserves. If I was to say to you, girl, we couldn't get much higher. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. It's what he deserves. Jim Morrison, one of the most awful, overrated, pretentious pop stars. Of all time, I've been to the um, the uh, cemetery in me Paris too. where yeah, he's buried, too. and there's like graffiti everywhere leading to his grave. I, I stood there. There's all these hipsters smoking spliffs, and I went. So let me get this right. Was he the one that wore, wore the green hat? It's a monkey's reference. <laughs> yeah. I got a dirty, dirty look, and then I walked out. Um, well, it's outside anyway. Should we have some of this? <sighs>
555. We're trying to find the top words. Still going. Trying to find the top words of the century. I don't even know what that means, but it's a story in the newspaper. Hey, local and vocal, Ollie Martins is on the front page of the Daily Mail. Some people are saying he's out of his depth. I say some people, it's my mate Scott. 03459 455 555. And excuse me while I try and fix my iTunes, which is completely and utterly knackered. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, starting to build up now anti-clockwise heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also the anti-clockwise side heavy from Junction 16 for the M40 to Junction 15 for the M4 at the Thorny Interchange. The North Circular westbound queues into the Neasden Interchange from Staples Corner. Slowing down now on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage and on the trains on Great Northern. Still no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. It's because of overrunning engineering. We're expecting problems for the next half an hour or so. I'm Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. You certainly are and so are we. Thank you. 03459 455 555 81333 Start your text 3CR. Is there anybody in the world that can fix my flipping laptop? It's doing my nutting. I'm, I'm laughing out loud but inside I'm crying. And at that stage I think I might as well just buy a new computer and start again. Stuff them. I'm not going to do that because then you can't have my one Catherine. That's not happening. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire prisoners taken to neighbouring counties, four flights to Luton from Sharm el-Sheikh and Sir Cliff Richard interviewed for a second time by police. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire. It comes after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. More from Tony Fisher. In September, Hart Police announced plans to close the custody suite in Watford as well as the police station at Hoddesdon, as part of plans to save money. This has meant that when Stevenage and Hatfield police stations are full, prisoners have to be transported outside of the county. Hearts Police Federation's concerned the travelling is taking officers away from their duties, and it's written to the force asking them to reconsider. Hearts Police says no final decision has been made on the future of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring British tourists back from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. EasyJet and Luton-based Monarch plus Thomson and British Airways have scheduled flights. Mark Lowen is in the Egyptian resort. The repatriation of British nationals begins today, though the backlog means many will still have to wait here as airlines struggle to catch up. EasyJet says it's flying six extra planes today to transport the numbers home. But those flying will be subject to additional security measures, allowed to carry only hand luggage, with bigger bags checked in on separate flights. It's part of a review by British security officials who've been here assessing the airport in the light of the government's view that last week's crash of a Russian jet from Sharm el-Sheikh to St Petersburg may have been caused by a bomb on board. 
The go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. The £4.5 million Morlands project gets underway today with primary school pupils digging the first turf in Park Street. The school will move from Leegrave High Street to the new site in September next year. Sir Cliff Richard has been interviewed for a second time by police investigating alleged sexual assaults three decades ago. The singer was questioned last year and his apartment in Berkshire was searched. Here's Tom Simons. A spokesman for Sir Cliff Richard has confirmed he was interviewed interviewed voluntarily by detectives in South Yorkshire. The investigation is examining allegations, including of a sexual crime, in the mid-1980s. Sir Cliff was first interviewed last summer after a high-profile police raid on his apartment in Berkshire. Since then, police have confirmed to a parliamentary committee that their investigation has expanded. The 75-year-old singer has described the claims he faces as absurd and untrue. An injured man had to be cut free by fire crews after a two-car collision in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. It happened on Brickhill Street in Monkston at around 6.15. Luton-based Vauxhall is recalling over 200,000 Zafira models after more than 100 reports of the cars bursting into flames. Vauxhall is writing to owners of Zafira B models to arrange a visit to local dealers. It follows a campaign by the BBC's Watchdog programme. In sport, Watford's leading scorer, Odion Igalo, is fit for tomorrow's Premier League trip to third place Leicester after limping off last weekend. The weather, a dry start before the rain returns later this morning, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Three minutes past seven. Oh, apparently, if you drink um, Red Bull and other energy drinks, it's because... <laughs> It's because you think it makes you look hard and it makes it look like that you do um, uh, extreme sports. Um, not that you're just some boozer uh, who um, is trying to get rid of a hangover or a student that um, was up all night, I don't know, playing FIFA. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, the top words of the century so far. All women are gay. <laughs> 03459 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. Let's this do this and then we'll. BBC Three Counties Radio. No more crap on. Hertfordshire police are having to lock up suspects as far away as Essex following the apparently temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. A consult. This is no trifling matter, Catherine. Don't. A consultation to decide the unit's future is still ongoing. In the meantime, the only other cells in the county are in Hatfield and Stevenage. According to our sources, once they're full, the closest available cell is frequently Aylesbury and at least and on at least one recent occasion, Colchester. Well, Neil Alston chairs Hertfordshire Police Federation. Morning, Neil. What are your concerns about the closure of Watford Custody Suite? Morning, Ian. Yeah, the, yeah, the concerns are that uh, whilst obviously... Um, that we have to look at the provision of custody within the force. Uh, closing Watford does mean that uh, officers have to travel a considerable distance to, to Hatfield um, or Stevenage, and it's the extra time that that takes is our, our primary concern because, obviously, that keeps officers off, off the streets longer than uh, we would like. So we already you know, hear that there aren't enough coppers anyway. This means that police officers could potentially be um, travelling qu- quite long distances, so we've got even less coppers out and about. Absolutely, uh, and that's the concern, of course. I mean, obviously, uh, as a federation, we have uh, sympathy with the force uh, and the PCC who have 
as we know, um, financial issues to, to resolve, and we want to work with them uh, to do this. But we think perhaps closing Watford Custody might be a bit preemptive at this point. Uh, the, the, the building at Watford, I don't know it personally, but apparently it's very old and it does need quite a bit of work. Absolutely. It's, it's not really fit for purpose, and, um, and we accept that. But uh, um, it, it's about trying to work with the force and, and the PCC to, to find a solution that doesn't mean that uh, we only have two custody sites in the force. OK. What, what is the solution, then? Uh, the, the solution, ultimately, of course, would, uh, would be to um, either upgrade Watford or, or build a newer one uh, that's nearer. Um, that's not going to happen, though, is it? Now, we're, we're hearing about you know forces all across the country getting massive, massive cuts. They've not got. They're closing, you know, stations and places like this. They've not got the money to to, to build a new one, have they? Well, that's um, that's not. I don't know. Um, I, I think there is uh, there's capital finance, and I, I think it's probably a matter for. Uh, uh, the the chief and the PCC to to speak with the government to make sure there is the money, because if this has an impact on uh, on on police officers and police staff, uh, obviously it then has an impact on the public. Have you been in touch with uh, the PCC, David Lloyd, to talk about this? Yes, Mr Lloyd held a public consultation and, and we wrote to him uh, about the, the time aspect. Um, I mean, we work with the force and we're, we're uh, engaging with the force uh, with our concerns. And um, uh, it, So, yes, we've written both to the PCC and we're engaging with the force on this issue. I suppose, you know, if it's one or, one or two um, prisoners that get moved elsewhere, yeah, we lose a bit of manpower. But it, you know, if, if something happens, for example, if they arrest half a dozen people at a, a, a football match... Um, this could cause major problems, couldn't it? Yes, and, and that's the concern, is that uh, whilst we currently, or we did have, uh, up until recently, have four custody sites across the force, including Hoddesdon. Um, Hoddesdon's gone completely. Um, and reducing from four to to two uh, is uh, is an issue. I mean, we already have officers from Bishop Stortford have to travel to, for example, have to travel to Stevenage, and that does cause difficulties. But uh, obviously, it, with the, the financial straits that we're all in, apparently, um, then uh, cuts have to be made or changes have to be made. But uh, we, we're asking the force to reconsider this one. Are you the, the police has been in the uh, press a lot recently? I mean, we had uh, Ollie Martins yesterday talking about speed cameras and sponsorship and all of this stuff, and that's kind of that's on the front page of the mail. We got we got the problems here with uh, the, the the custody suites being closed, and we know that there are massive cuts have been made to the police, and bigger cuts are coming. Um, what's morale like at the moment amongst the police? Uh, certainly, I, I speak for Hertfordshire officers. Of course, yeah. And, uh, and the morale in, in Hertfordshire is very much is, is lower than uh, it has been for, for years. And I, I think people always say that, but actually, uh, the, the, the cuts are really starting to bite. Uh, Hertfordshire officers recognise that the chief officers and the PCC do what they can, but um, officers have had their paying conditions undermined repeatedly um, over recent years. Um, and with fewer officers, uh, the, the, the mantra is always, can we do more for less? And obviously that has an impact. And it, it's, officers are publicly motivated and want to help the public and feel that they're being stopped from doing that by these cuts. Neil, um, well, as I say, it's nice talking to you. It's quite depressing, actually. But I, I appreciate you coming on and, um, and, and telling us what's going on. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Ian. Thank Cheers. you, Neil. Neil Alston, Chairs, Hertfordshire Police Federation, 03 459 455555. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Uh, any texts? Well, I was going to read you this um, from my source about what's oh. going on with Hertfordshire Police. Who is Do you it? Hear it? I'm not going to tell you that. Okay. It's a police officer. Yeah. Lady, a lady police officer or a man no, police I'm officer? I'm not going to tell you're you that. It's irrelevant. You, you are good. You are good. Okay, you're through to the next round of Spy School. By the way, if anybody wants to start a TV show called Spy School, where the person actually becomes a spy, and throughout the show their faces are pixelated, the further they go on in the show... Like a baby McNabb. Yeah, as fur, the further they go on in the show, the uh, more pixelated they're... So they start off unpixelated, and the uh-huh. first round you, you get booted out, we know who they are, it's fine. But as the show goes on, they get more and more pixelated as they get closer to the final. I had a teacher who was an old Cambridge boy, and oh. he reckoned he got um, almost recruited to uh, MI5. when he was, They used to do it at, Ev- uh, at the colleges. Everyone claims to have been recruited by MI5. Um, who's the, the, old, uh, the old boy that does the news? Wacky Ties. Oh, John Snow. John Snow got recruited to be a spy. Everyone no. gets recruited to be a spy. I was recruited to be a spy. Did I tell you that? No. Well, it's true. And I could be spying on you now. He was given a couple of missions, right? That he had to go on, like this take is, something somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Danny. right? No, 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 no. He was true. given some missions. Go on then, yes. No, yeah. no, he was true. it was true, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, go on. Pretty sure. Yeah. I'm almost sure. All right. He uh, was given, like, um, envelopes to take to people. Envelopes, yeah. Envelopes. Envelopes. Oh no, you're not one of them. I bet you. Say, I bet when people talk, they say things. Well, she, I, um, what, what, what did you say? No, it's not how. When would you say the word says? So she says to me, plastic. You say plastic. I'm no, thinking of Miss Downing, one of my teachers. I, no, why would I do that? I'm northern. It's my auction, accent. Auction. Auction. We're no, going to go. I say an auction. She's, an auction. Which she probably says, you have a problem with as well. She says we're going to buy some plastic at the auction. No, I don't say that. Could you get to the point of anyway, the story, Anyway, he, he had to take a couple of parcels places, and on one occasion, like the third occasion, he mentioned it to someone, and he never heard from them again. Oh. Anyway, this is what my source is telling me. Yeah. Um, about the uh, morale at Hertfordshire Police. Uh, he says they keep slowly bringing in things like this. Fewer officers, custody closures, no overtime to get work completed to a satisfactory standard. They do these things to save money and it's damaging morale. Officers are tired and stressed and it keeps getting worse. But every day that nothing serious happens, the top bods say the changes are working. But meanwhile, we're being more stretched. The quality of service is going down and we're struggling to cope. Okay. Would he consider spying as a viable option? Who's, How much who's saying it was a he? How much does, do spies get paid money or do they just yeah. do it for the glory and the um, the ladies? They get paid what's known as um, a wage. What's the living wage for a spy? What's the dying wage for a spy's family? It's seriously, though. I think they might be on a kind of bonus-related pay. On a what kind of? Bonus. Bonus, OK. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that certainly is, is, makes a lot more sense so than like, I thought So, like, you know, if you manage to get away from the sharks with the lasers on the head, you get yeah. an extra... I think you're being flippant about was actually quite serious work. I think it's mostly boring. Uh, well, you would do that because that's why you didn't get recruited because you haven't got the brain power for it. I'm sure you I didn't get recruited. Can you do a Sudoku? You're not clever enough to be a spy. Got to be able to do Sudoku. Like that. I do a Sudoku. Um, all right. Uh, th- three by three. Uh, three, one, nine, six, two, uh, four, uh, five, seven, uh, one. It's Sudoku. Clever. It's not clever being able to do magic number squares. Calling it Sudoku does not Danny, change the just, fact that it's Gin level five maths. Danny, just did. Um, I just did a, a virtual Sudoku. Did you? Yes, I Was did. Was that right, though? Did sure. you say one twice? No. Yeah, well, how would I say one twice? Why can't you, you do that? You said one, and then you said one. Because you only can use one to ten. Oh, shut up. Each. Do you know the rules? You can't. No. You don't put. Well, you don't know the rules because you don't put ten in Sudoku. You put an O, the letter O. You don't know nothing. This is what I'm working with. And now he's going to close your fader, so you can't. No, win. I'm not. Oh, really? Technically, I am actually, I mean, yeah, yes, but th- not because of that. 
Yours is coming close to yours is exactly. So, uh, as we all know, um, Elton John um, uh, was um, well. He was um, pranked, wasn't he? He was pranked by. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's a really silly thing, but there we go. This will be fine. When you say say Elton John, I start thinking of that song they sing at Luton Town. (laughs) I don't know football chants. It's a very, very naughty song. Did you sing it to me? No. Okay. Not on air. I sang it to you in the cafe that time, remember? Um, so, you know, Elton John got um, he got punked on, didn't he? Mm. Um, By someone the, who said, hello, Elton John, it the, is me, Vladimir Putin. And he went, oh, yeah, lovely. The Russians punked on Elton John. All over him. And, he, yeah, he thought he was talking to Vladimir Putin and it was some, some Russian guys. Well, th- th- now this, this story makes no sense, right? This is the follow-up story to it. Sir Elton John was flattered after President, President Vladimir Putin rang to apologise for a hoax call. No, he how never. Do we, how do we know that that's Vladimir? It's if it's the guy. same guys, I really pray to God it's the same guys. And the prank call kind of, as, as, you know, took a dark turn when um, there was that nurse that, yeah, that killed her because t- the artist yeah. and all that. This stuff is classic, though. This. I mean, Elton that was John. Classic. If this is the fake Putin again, then Wonderful. Peter's the real Putin's not got his number. <laughs> Pranksters had tricked the star into thinking he chatted with the Russian leader about gay rights. Elton, 68, ooh, nearly, said Putin was very gracious. And he now hopes for a face-to-face meet. Well, it won't be face-to-face. It'll be f- well, no, it will be because they're both tiny. They're both mm. wee fellas. It will be face-to-face. Yeah. But that wasn't Putin. No. Putin's not going to phone up Elton. I'm very sorry for calls you got recently from tricksters. I have them executed. P- Putin is old school. Him and Kate Moss never explain, never apologise. Exactly. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise heavy between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4, then between 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 for Watford. The A1M going south, that's looking slow. All the speed centres around Junction 7 for Stevenage and further down the A1, uh, southbound of Borehamwood, it's queuing between Holiday, Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. On Great Northern, there's no service between Vinsbury Park and Moorgate because of overrunning engineering. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. I'm trying to uh, refresh and update my iTunes on my computer. I shouldn't have started it now because I won't have the battery power for it. It's another 24 hours. And it just flashed up on my screen. It's naming all of the tracks that I'm uploading. And it just flashed up. That, my friends, is the sound of a peacock. 7.16. It's Friday the 6th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring back uh, bring British tourists back from Sharm El Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJets flights to London Luton Airport. Luton Airport, isn't London? And the go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. Local Live. Local Live is a live update service from the BBC. Live news, sport, weather and travel updates for beds, hearts and bucks. You can get the latest on more than 30 stories during the course of the day. Video, audio and the best of social media for where you live. You can have a much more dynamic, updated live news service than ever before. Wherever you are, from the BBC and beyond. One or two showers working their way in later on this afternoon. Local Live. 
Milton Keynes Dons secured a vital win as they beat Charlton 1-0 at Stadium MK. Online, on your mobile and on your tablet at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. The M1 southbound slow game, 12 to 11. Local live, bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 555 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Daily's out and about on the streets. If you see him, I think he's out there, I can't see him in the... In the if you see him, give him, a, give him a hug. It's cold and it's dark and it's damp out there, right? And he goes out every... Yes, a middle he takes home a huge paycheck. Huge paycheck. It's enough to, to buy um, as many CDs as he wants to put in his kitchen in his squat. But go up and, and, and shake the man's hand and give, give the guy a bit of love. Give the fella a little bit of love, okay? He needs it. He's doing it. He doesn't need to do this. Contractually, yes, he does. Today, and this is a weird story, right? I don't even understand what this means. Today he's out there. I do like giving him things, and I don't understand what it is I'm giving him. Today he's out there um, looking for the top five words of the century. This is one of those made-up stories. Internet, selfie, China... 404, we've established what 404 means now. It's when, it's when a website crashes. I think this show's about to hit a 404. And 9-11 are the top five words of the century so far. I don't... That's according to Global Language Monitor. I have no idea what that means. I make up that what that is, is they kind of... They register everything that's on the internet and it goes through an... I'm going to say a word I don't quite understand... An algorithm. And then they go, oh, yeah, 9-11's popular. 404's popular. Anybody? Anybody have any idea what that means? Anyway, Dealey's out and about on the streets. Actually, he might be in. I've never seen him walking past. Uh, but if you see him, he's, he's out there um, fighting for your rights to party. Okay? So just, you know, give him love. Give him respect. Um, Dennis is on the line. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. What, you're what you got one for us, of the most popular, popular words in the world. I keep ringing you, so yes, you're one of the ten popular words in yeah, the world. The, 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 the thing is, a lot of people have uh, other other words for me instead of just my are. name. Yeah. Rude words. Rude words. Oh well, that's, I, I can't agree with some of them actually. Oh blimey. Okay, fine. Th thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> what you got for us, Den Den? Nothing. I just said you want, you're looking for the most popular words in the world, Ian Lee. That Dennis, one of the most popular words in the world when I'm talking to you. Bye-bye. Get up. There we go. A shopkeeper from Beaconsfield has launched a petition to stop a funeral parlour opening up on his street. It's Jack Lubbock. Jack joins me now. Morning, Jack. Oh, is he not there? What? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Let's, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Turn, turn me on now. What's going on? OK, we've, had to, we've not managed to get hold of Jack, so we're going oh. to keep trying. In the meantime, we've got your guest for an hour's time who's very oh. uh, graciously agreed to join us oh, early. Okay, so this is right. Jeremy Fields. All right, hang on a second. Well, let, I need to skip forward then, because my thing is saying that. All right, so Jack, yes, OK. Well, Jack Lubbock, uh, his family, I suspect Jack may have heard the first hour of the show. No. No? No. He's had a dress shop on Station Road for 30 years. He's launched a petition to move the co-op funeral care to a side street where it will be less visible. Well, Jeremy Field is a funeral director in the South East and vice president of the National Association of Funeral Directors. And he's coming on to us an hour early. Thank you, Jeremy. It's, it's appreciated. Not at all. You're very welcome. Good morning. Uh, 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 this, uh, this story leaves me um, incredulous. D do you come across this thing often, kind of local opposition to uh, funeral directors opening up? 
Uh, yeah, we do, but it's probably quite understandable because at the end of the day, we don't really talk about death very much. No. And people don't really understand what we do. So I think perhaps a certain degree of misunderstanding creeps in, which makes people perhaps a little concerned about having us on the high street. I think, on the other hand, though, we, we bring good things for the high street. So, uh, And if we get the opportunity to talk about what we do, the reasons that we get people to come to our funeral homes, which isn't all about... Um, somebody that's passed away. It's uh, all sorts of different things like collecting donations and organising and receiving flowers for funerals and stuff. It's a, it, it's a really good thing for a high street. I also think if, moving through it. if someone's, uh, someone owns a dress shop and there's a funeral director's opposite, surely they're missing a trick. You just get a few black clothes in, don't you? You can, you, you can make a few quid out of it. Well, uh, to be fair, um, uh, <laughs> in Victorian times, you've been absolutely right. Um, they, 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 uh, the, the nobility always used to say the only people that made money out of funerals were drapers in those days because it was required by the person that was organising the funeral to provide mourning clothes for oh, all right. of the mourners that were attending. I don't like this thing, Jeremy, where you get some people now that don't dress in black. Well, I think that we have to be uh, all things to all men and we have to do whatever people want to well, do. I don't approve. Pe- well... That's and that's that's your right not to approve, but equally um, for somebody else wearing black wouldn't be appropriate easier either. Um, th- th- this gentleman's argument, and I I've got a feeling he may have heard me being slightly fresh about the story in the first hour of the show, where I I, I think this is absolute nonsense. Um, he's worried that it, it it will it will drive people away from the high street, and he wants the funeral directors kind of in a side street where it can't be seen. Um, what would you say to that? I think it's a great metaphor for the way that we go about looking after people in in times of bereavement, to be honest, which is that obviously by instinct, it's not something that we all want to deal with on a day-to-day basis, but by not not talking about it, we don't make it not happen, if you see what I mean. Yeah. uh, I think it's it's a bit of a shame, and and, and as I say, what we would welcome the opportunity to do is to to really talk about actually the wider work that we do, rather than being focused on that that terrible moment with the the coffin and the hearse and families in well, moments of extreme. Well, go on sadness. then. Tell us tell us why having a funeral director in the high street is a, is a boon to local business and 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 the uh, the local neighbourhood. Well, for for a start, um, people come and go a lot, and obviously we're we're employers within the community. It keeps the doors open, or, uh, and and a, a shop that is going to, as I say, support um, the business, yeah, the, the the community, because we want to know everybody. We want to be part of the community, and traditionally we've always been pillars of the community on that basis. And when we're arranging funerals. There's so much more to it than simply um, going and collecting the dead and bringing them in and taking them to their final resting place. It's, um, as you said a minute ago, um, funerals are about things like whether or not people will wear, will wear black and the way in which we choose to celebrate people's life. And a big part of that will be um, flowers, for example, or, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, in-memoriam donations. We, we um, uh, will collect donations on behalf of, of the family in order that they can be then passed on to a charity later in, in that person's memory. And that drives footfall. And I think that was one of the, the gentleman's concerns was that by, by being having a funeral director on the high street, less people would move through the high street. Well, we also need footfall. We need visibility in in a, in a commercial sense for people to know where we are. So, you know, it, it drives footfall for a high street in exactly the same way as pretty much any other retailer. I just think, you know, and I, I've said this before and I, I bore people with it, I think we should teach death in schools because you, you said it's one of those things that we, we don't talk about and you know what, guys, we're all going to have to deal with it at, in, in one way or another and I think there should be you know, kind of lessons on what death is and what it means and how you go about organising a funeral and um, uh, how, you know, it, it, you, you can um, uh, help people around you. Um, and I just think having a funeral director's 
I've, I've walked past funeral directors in high streets before and it's never struck me as odd. I, I like the fact it's there. Well, what I would say is that um, equally, come in and see us. So many um, widows and widowers will still, uh, when they're coming down the high street, come in and use one of our chairs, have a cup of tea with us and have, have a chat. But I think you're absolutely right. Anything that we can do to try to bring the conversation forward, whether school is, is the right moment or not, uh, I'm sure is for, for further conversation. But when, we, when we're talking to families, when a death occurs, it is a very hard moment to try to go from very little understanding of what happens around it and what needs to be done to total knowledge, bearing in mind that most funerals happen within 10 to 14 days, somebody passing, but, uh, passing away. And that's really, really, it's a lot of information to try to glean very, very quickly. And if we've started from a much higher level uh, of understanding, then the difficult decisions that need to be made when you're in the, you know, the fog of bereavement would be so much easier to make because we're better informed from the outset. I think it would, it would be much better for people. But I do understand, having grown up in a, in a family business that, that has been doing uh, funerals for generations, uh, I personally experience a lot of reluctance for people to talk about their immortality, and I do understand that. Jeremy, it's good to talk to you. I appreciate you coming on an hour earlier. We uh, uh, we have got uh, Jack Lubb, but we're going to speak to him in an hour now. It's Jeremy Field, you just heard, though, who's a funeral director in the South East and vice president of the National Association of Funeral Directors. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't understand this text. Cat yeah, re- read out the text from the Whinging Copper. Right, he didn't respond. Why is it? I don't okay, know. Okay, well, Ross, um, it's not a text from Whinging Copper. That was our source that was uh, relating to the top story we're doing. So uh, that was his account of what had gone on. Um, and whinging's an interesting word. Mm. Um, and um, why? Uh, uh, sorry, am I supposed no, to it, it was to, to everything? It, no, no, no. It was to back. It wasn't a text that wasn't a text asking a question or anything like that, Ross. It was to back up the story that we're doing. It was to explain what the source was and what the source was saying. But I don't understand. You didn't respond. Why is this? I, I don't. Re- Respond. I, uh, I don't even remember it. I don't remember. What, I don't even remember what we were just talking about. Then what was that about? Cats? I don't. I don't know. We're talking about. Um, I think we're talking about trees. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I do it and I dump it. It's the way I like to rule. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Eight one three double three. Start your text three. See, I don't make it a snarky one. It's a Friday. Come on, guys. It's a Friday. We're going to have um, fireworks in my back garden tonight. I know it's. I know it's the sixth. But uh, you get all these people having a whinge, don't you? A lot of whinges about the Halloween. And then you get all these whinges, oh, fireworks. Well, it should just be November the 5th. I, lo- I don't understand what the beef is with fireworks. My dog's all right with them now. She, I mean, she, she was the first time she was uh, t- 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 terrified. She's all right with them. But I don't, what's the problem with fireworks? I think as long as they're not going off at, like, 12 o'clock at night, then, you know. What's your problem with fireworks going off at 12 o'clock at night? Too late, wakes up. Danny, you ever tied a banger to a cat's tail? No, should I? Yeah, I tell you what, after the show, you and me will have a chat. It's a joke! Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy on the M25 going anti-clockwise. That's heavy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M4, then from 19 at Watford uh, onto the M1. On the A1M going south, that's slow at Junction 7 for Stevenage. At Borehamwood, the A1 southbound, that slows down, queuing between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Back to normal now on Great Northern, a normal service again between Finsbury Park and Moorgate after the overrunning engineering this morning. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire. It comes after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Hearts police say no final decision has been made. The estimated 20,000 British nationals in the Egyptian resort of Sharm el-Sheikh will begin returning home today with extra security measures, including hand luggage only. 25 planes are expected to leave for the UK. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. And the go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. The £4.5 million Moorlands project gets underway today. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford's leading scorer, Odion Igalo, is fit for tomorrow's Premier League trip to third place Leicester after limping off last weekend. Igalo was injured in a challenge which earned West Ham's James Collins a red card. Tomorrow the Hornets will come up against the league's top scorer, Jamie Vardy. Boss Kike Flores is aware of his threat. It's very difficult to, to think about Leicester, if not including Vardy. But it's not possible also to think in Leicester just in Vardy. So for me it's like a collective. If everybody wants to play, of course, they need the, the colleagues. Milton Keynes-Dons welcome back centre-half Carl McFadden after a one-match ban for tomorrow's championship trip to Brighton. Carl Robinson's side will be up against a former Dons player in Seagull striker Sam Baldock. He's a top player and he's a, he's a, he scores goals at uh, most levels, so we, we understand how hard it's going to be to look after Sam, but we've got a number of players really chomping at the bit and ready to get going and it's a, it's a difficult team for me to pick for the first time in a long time. It's also the first round of the FA Cup tomorrow. Luton go to fellow League Two side Crawley. Striker Paul Benson is set to return after injury. Stevenage host League One Gillingham. St Albans are at Grimsby and Boreham Wood are at Northwich. On Sunday, Wickham go to Halifax. Chesham are at Bristol Rovers. Wins for Tottenham and Liverpool in the Europa League last night. Spurs beat Anderlecht 2-1, whilst former Wickham youngster Jordan Ibe scored his first goal for Liverpool pool in their 1-0 win at Rubin Kazan. Sam Burgess says family reasons were behind his decision to return to rugby league after one season in rugby union and ahead of tomorrow's home game with Yorkshire Carnegie Bedford have been dealt an injury blow with prop James Curry ruled out for up to three months following ankle surgery. BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin at eight. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 455 555. Sorry, I'm trying to find my uh, youngest uh, school shoes. I know, I don't, the youngest, I'm, I may be in terrible trouble. Oh, David's gone. I may be in terrible trouble. I've, I'm getting emails. Where are, the, where are the youngest school shoes? Um, I think um, they may be in my car. Uh, I'm in trouble because I have no idea where the kids' Macs are, either of them. Mm. Uh, I think my dad's gone. Maybe he's got your kids' school shoes. Sorry. Um, well, I'm to Dave Luton. Um, he rang up to say he couldn't come on, and we said, well, you're there, let's put you through, and he went. What an absolute plumbington. So, what a messer. What a messer. I could fall out with him, you know. So, um, 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 here's the thing. Tesco, are, um, uh, this is a job that no one would want, no one in their right mind would want, because it's the job that drives um, dads insane. Christmas lights untangler. <laughs> Tesco is advertising for Britain's first Christmas tree light untangler. Hang on a minute, but what's what for the ones that they're selling? Because that that's the job of the person what get home and do it. It'd be their own, surely. 
the successful applicant will be trained. Oh, here we go. There's, 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 this is like ninja skills. Mm. This is the dark arts. This is the voodoo. The successful applicant will be trained to unravel three meters of lights in three minutes. How is that even possible? It's like, um, uh, like an illuminated Rubik's cube. Mm. Oh, here we go. It's for customers. Look at is this. It? Yep, 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 yep. So customers will be able to bring in troublesome decorations from home. The Untangler, you'd want a better name than that. I'll be the um, the Christmas light wrangler. T- yeah. Christmas light wrangler. Danny, think of any better? T- tinsel te- te- technician. You'd be very careful when you keep... You said tit about four times then. <laughs> <laughs> you said it once really clearly. Exactly. So now we're all in trouble. Danny, don't say it. The Illuminator. I'm the Illuminator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if my computer wasn't um, rebooting, well, I shouldn't have started that now. We're in terrible trouble. I've not got. I've only got eighty-six percent battery. It's going to take two days. Customers will also be able to will be able to bring in troublesome decorations from home. The uh, uh, Illuminator will earn six pounds seventy an hour. Oh. We'll then untie them and check for any damage for free while people do their shopping. What? This is um, the jo- this job has to be done by um, an old man, surely. But an old man with steady hands. Well, it needs to be quick, though. I want a lover with a slow touch. Who can untangle my Christmas lights? Tesco's are stupid. Sorry? Right? They're not stupid, mate. They're worth about £16 billion. Well, one, they're only hiring one of these people, so actually we're stupid because this is a publicity stunt. Two, just sell some reels, right? Getting some nice reels in. What? You can arrange your uh, lights around them. Yeah, like a like a a bobbin, like a bobbin, a, a big bobbin. Uh, this idea is bobbins. Go on. No, it's not. I'm going to take you to the dragons. Oh. A big bobbin, right? So that at the end of your um, illumination season, you whack them back around the bobbin next you year. You whack them right back <laughs> around the bobbin. That sounds like um, a traditional northern Christmas game. A whacking them back round bobbin. Right, guys, we've had Christmas dinner. Grandpa's asleep. Let's whack right round bobbin. Oh, Nana, I don't want to play Whack Back Round Bobbin. <laughs> There's even a song that goes with it ready-made, so what are you messing about for? Get the bobbins out. There must be some bobbins going spare. Tesco said the position... Do you even know what a bobbin is, Danny? I have no idea what that is. Okay. okay. The position requires Sorry. patience and the innate knack to untangle the most scrambled of wires. I'm good at untangling wires. Untang- untangling. Yeah, un- untangling and untangling. I'm good at it. I can do it. I can do it. Well, there's your skill. Interested applicants must be genuinely passionate about Christmas. <laughs> Why? <laughs> or just nimble-fingered. Hey, me and um, Roberto both shared an email. Oh. Very rarely I get CC'd into an email to Roberto. I suspect that, that Roberto robs their first choice. Um, but asking us, one of us to be Father Christmas. I hope you said, well, you can't because there's only one. Well, I mean... There can be only one. But you could be a helper. Yeah, I mean... Um, where is it? No, I don't... Where is it? I, I might have... Um... My mum was Father Christmas once. Well, that's just... No, I mean, there was no one else, so she went and she, she gave it uh... flipping rice, my mum did. What does she that even mean? She nearly... gave it flipping rice? She gave it rice. I mean, she went for it. She, she gave we it go. six now. Because she... Uh, t- attention to detail, you see, it's a feminine trait. She almost blinded herself, though, so don't try this at home. But she even did her eyelashes with Tipex. Here we go. Here we go. Don't do that. You'll blind yourself. Here we go. Here we go. Dear Ian and Roberto, listen to this, Dealey, I'm part of Who the elite. Who went first, Ian and Roberto? Ian and Roberto. <laughs> I'm part of the elite group, Dealey. I know. Ian and Roberto. Wow. Forgive the joint email, but I have an offer to make to both of you. Whoop. This is from the Amp Hill and District Roundtable, right? So this is like proper, this is legit. 
You'd be it's... coming round my way. Forget it. <laughs> the Amptill, and this is from uh, Peter Peter Gwynn. Thank you, Peter, for this email. Uh, Amptill and District Roundtable will be out with their Santa sleigh most nights in December, and this is your chance to pretend to be. Santa to dress up as, as Santa, but you're busy. not the real Santa because Santa, he's busy. But some nights it will be the real Santa. But on a couple of nights, we need someone just to fill in for him because he's busy um, making presents. Yep. On one of those nights. We, did you get asked for this, Just? Uh, no, I, I okay. was going to come to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, that's carry fine. on. That's no, fine. That makes sense. Okay. We, we usually run from five. Th- I'm, I'm genuinely tempted. But I'll probably say no. We usually, because I'm in bed by, it finishes at 8 o'clock and I'm in bed by half past 7. We usually run from 5pm, uh, 5.30 to 8pm weekdays. What's in it for you? Shed loads of cash and as many beautiful hookers as you want. What? <laughs> wow. But what are your Santa skills? How can you be a good Santa? Well, what do you mean how can you be? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, young man. No, you can't sit there anymore. Gosh, that is crazy. That's okay. What's I mean, in it for it, you? It's not stopped being creepy as it's the, the beginning of The look of sheer <laughs> delight on the children's faces when you wave to them as they stand at their windows slash doorsteps. And the chance for one of you to beat... Here we go. They made it into competition. I like your style, Pete. Chance for one of you to beat the other in terms of nightly cash collection. Oh, that's good. Yes. What's that in it good. for us? Well, all the help is gratefully received and the plug on your radio shows. Well, you got, yeah, yeah, you got your plug. <laughs> this year we're covering Flittick, Silso, Greenfield. Oh, it's very local to here, isn't it? Not to where I live. Um, I've I'm, got a feature idea. Yeah, cash but, is king. Cash is king. Oh, yeah, okay. go on. So, cash, so, 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 cash is ca- king. Ca- cash is king. Cash is so, king. So, so, so yeah. You, you I haven't go along. from Cash for ages. <laughs> cash is king. You go along on, say, Tuesday, see how much money you can make. Roberto goes along on Wednesday, sees how much money he can make. No, no, no. Cash is king. I want to go on a Friday. Okay. Pay- payday. Well, that, no, that's, that's not fair, though. Why? That's an unfair advantage to well, Roberto. He's going he, he, hang on, no, he you, wouldn't be there on payday. You just said I'd go on on a Monday and he'd go on a Wednesday. Well, that's no, unfair. No, 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 no. You, you go on a Tuesday, he goes on a Wednesday. Tuesday's the worst night for donations. Guys, you're losing track of the real meaning of Christmas. Yeah, who we'll, can get more money dressed up yeah. as Father Christmas, me or yes. Roberto? Will no one consider the children? <laughs> what was Christmas got to do with children? Um, I, it's a very kind offer. I'm going to mm-hmm. pass. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not being funny, and I'm saying this respectfully. Mm, yeah, charities I've... don't matter, do they? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Okay. <sighs> Who cares about charity? Boss? You finished? No, no, you can't. Have you got a bit more? Have you got, you got, if you got a bit more, no, do it. Go no, on. No, 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 no. I'm on. done. I'm done. I'm done. I've you made my point. I've okay. made my point. The point I was going to make is I'm too svelte to be Father Christmas. I'm Father Christmas is not lanky and skinny. So you're saying Rob's fat? Are you calling him a chubster? Mm. You're saying he's a porker? Literally, I am saying nothing. You guys have just offended. One of um, BBC Three Counties Radio's mm-hmm. top ten no, I presenters. Think, I think you'd be very rude. Yep. Calling him lardy like that. That's oh, very unfair. right. Now, that is enough. Stop that now. Stop that. I'm not having any of that. that is, you those did it. Were, No, no, no. Those were, I'm, right, I'm turning his microphone off. I'm turning your microphones off. Uh, none of those words come from my mouth. I just think that, that, that Rob has got a certain uh, worldly wiseness that... That I stop whispering in my ear. I think that Robbie's got a certain worldly wiseness that uh, I have a naivety that I don't think would would uh, convey the Santa Claus character. Whereas Robbers, he's been there, done that. Rob, Rob's blooming met Pacino. Do you know what I mean? 
That's not what you were saying. Uh, what's this boy's name? Justin. Rob's a great guy. He's a great guy. We'll go back brilliant... a long way. I, th- I think your comments are very harsh. <laughs> really <laughs> hurtful. <laughs> Such a, no. uh, right. It, Rob will make an excellent father Christmas. Oh, and I, I'm sure be just stop that. saying it. Right, your <laughs> microphones are off. Daily. Yes. Words, 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 yeah, words. Yeah. So oh, powerful, such... so cruel, so hateful, mm. yet so important to us. Because without words, um, uh, Justin, what are we? We are picture books. And yeah. picture books, as we know, are boring. Mm. Mm. I'll go along with that. What's oh, that? indeed. Well, thanks for calling. Anything else? Oh, you've got, <laughs> some, you've got some audio on this nonsense. You, you sent me out on this really weird story yeah. this morning, which yeah, yeah, you yeah. picked up in the papers. It was uh, China, Internet, Selfie, yep. 9-11, 404. That's the um, and, and you were saying they are the most popular words. Even though we had some debate earlier on about uh, 404, exactly what was it? It was a number. Apparently, 404 has got something to do with the Internet. Apparently, it's, when you crash your Internet, yeah. 404 comes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've um, taken this one to the streets, um, trying to get people to kind of identify what those five things have in common, but also have people got a favourite word? Some of them we couldn't use, obviously. Oh, but yeah, Dunstable. yeah. I know, dirty, naughty people. But here's what happened on the streets this morning. Taking it to the streets with J Dog. Hashtag words. Madam, what's your favourite word of the century so far? Wow, that's a question and a half. Um... Come on, hit me with it. I don't know if it's a 20th century word, but a word I've always loved is serendipity. Can you just say that for me once again? Serendipity. That's a free buzz. Okay. I enjoyed that. Anything else? No, that'll do. What's your name, sir? Ed. And Sam? China. Selfie. Internet. 9-11. 404. Five things. What do they have in common? They didn't invent them. They didn't invent them, did who they? Did, who didn't invent them? The Chinese. They make them. No. no, they didn't make 9-11. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, um, this is uh, the, the five most popular words of the century so far. Right, in China? No, no, no. Just the five most popular words yeah. of the century so far. Oh, OK. That people say. OK. Caitlin, what's your favourite word? Um, squish. <laughs> squish? OK. Why, why squish? Because um, it's just fun to squish things. I do cooking a lot and... Part of cooking is like squishing things, so that's the most fun part. Michelle, China, selfie, 404, 911, and internet. What do those five things have in common? Taking over the world. They're actually um, the most popular words of the century so far. What's your favourite word? Which word do you love to use? Um, buddy. <laughs> buddy Holly. He was a fantastic singer, wasn't he? He died way too young. Yeah. Having a cheeky little vape there, sir? Yes, mate. What's your favourite word? Mate. Why mate, mate? <laughs> it's the most commonly used word. What flavour, by the way? Tobacco with a hint of caramel. Oh, Thanks for your time. Sense. Cheers, mate. Oh, dear. There you go. Tobacco with a hint of caramel, or as I like to call it, man with a hint of uh, lightweight. I've rephrased that just at the last minute. <laughs> yes, well said. If you're going, I mean, if you're going to, uh, well, yeah, I, go on, go on, just say it. Come on, you, come on, you listen. You've got it off your chest about Roberto. Get it off your <laughs> chest about vaping. Come on. Uh, I, Roberto has never been on my chest, and that's and that's one of the great um, the great problems in my life. Justin, thank you very much. The, 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 if you if you can think of anything for the last hour, you can do it. You can freestyle. You, that, that's my gift to you. It's free swim, guys. It's free swim. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Busy on the M25 anti-clockwise, that's slow at Junction 19 for Watford, also between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. In fact, 16 to the M40, uh, that seems to slow down to now. Uh, the North Orbital Road, that's queuing uh, into the M25 at Junction 21A. The A1M southbound, that slows down around Stevenage. The A1 southbound, uh, that's queuing in Borehamwood between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. Do you know what? I'm half looking forward to a breakfast after that. I'm starving today. Casimix, everyone. Casimix, Dealey. Casimix. Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to be doing... Uh, we'll be signing photos at Casimix, the uh, local Greasy Spoon in Dunstable. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. If they did poachers, it would be uh, it would be spot on. Unfortunately, they don't. Paul Scoyne's found out the hard way. Anyway, enough of this uh, behind-the-scenes uh, bant. Let's get on with the headlines. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring British tourists back from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJet flights to Luton Airport. And the go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to turn quite wet a bit later on through the morning. We'll see some outbreaks of rain spread in from the southwest. The brisk wind is going to pick up as well. Uh, in the meantime, well, it's a dry early start to the morning and it's been quite mild as well. 14 Celsius across the three counties at the moment. It'll feel quite muggy today. The humidity levels are really quite high and it won't be too long before we start to get that rain, really. Uh, the rain on and off through the morning. There will be some heavy bursts of it at times, but also some drier spells lasting well into the afternoon and then clearing into the later afternoon certainly easing down by the time we get to the evening it will probably be a much drier picture top temperatures today up to a very warm 16 or 17 celsius that's um, 63 in fahrenheit it's very warm for this time in november of course and uh, in any brightness this will help to really lift the temperature but overnight tonight it is looking dry so good news for fireworks displays but it will be rather cloudy and again feeling mild lows of 13 or 14 degrees tomorrow morning we're going to start off the day on another very wet note in fact a lots of heavy rain tomorrow morning and some strong gusts of wind too. That system moving a little bit quicker, so by the time we get into the middle to the late part of the afternoon, it'll already be clear from western areas. And Saturday evening is looking dry with lots of clear spells, so good news for fireworks displays then, but it will just feel that little bit chillier and temperatures really will probably drop back into single figures on Saturday night. Remembrance Sunday, and it's going to start off on a dry but fairly mild note once more, I think, uh, turning milder through the morning, of course, rather grey. We could see some outbreaks of drizzle. The wind will pick up and there will be some rain a bit later on through the day. Very windy indeed to start next week. And that's the forecast. Oh, took us all by surprise at the end. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's particularly heavy moving anti-clockwise. It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my ironing board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just... I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the the traffic wardens are so busy, so the culture has to change. Parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Mm. 
Last month, we looked into a new lottery about to start in Aylesbury. Well, today it launches. The council-run lottery is being introduced to help raise money for more than 30 groups. Uh, Janet Blake is the cabinet uh, member for transformation, oh, transformation at Aylesbury Vale District Council. Morning, Janet. Morning. Transformation. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it sound posh? <laughs> it does sound posh. <laughs> um, this lottery, how does it work? Remind me. Well, first of all, it's we're now up to 40 causes get in there. and rising. So, obviously, people all want to get on a speeding train. But really, it's a lottery that's run under our umbrella, valelottery.co.uk. Any good cause, community cause, charitable cause, providing it's uh, properly constituted, yes. they can sign up to be part of it. They'll have their own uh, web page and under the uh, online lottery scheme and people can choose the supporters that want to play can support any cause that's uh, listed on there so it gives it gives people the choice so um, you can tick suppose you can you can kind of tick which one, which one of the charities you want your your couple of quid to go to yeah exactly beautiful there it, you go exactly I mean, how, how good is that? I, I know the national lottery is, is popular, but you can't choose where your where the portion of your money is going. And is the there a is there a worry though, Janet? That um, I, I've not looked at what the charities are on there, but there there, there will always be some charities that are, are, are slightly more niche than other ones. Is there a worry that some charities might not get any money out of this? Well, <clears throat> that's Tough. really up to them right, yeah. to. Um, Market it. Yeah. You know, if if they can shout about it to their supporters, then um, hopefully, you know, they will they will garner players. At the moment, we've got such a diverse range. We've got citizens advice bureaus, sports clubs, youth theatres, play associations, Age UK, medical detection dogs. The list just goes on and on and on. And all of these will already have their own sort of support teams. Yeah, so this so, this could be a few extra quid in their pockets, which is which will be very handy. Well, too true. 50 pence out of every pound will go directly to them. Sweet. Where's, where does the other 50 pence go? Is that the prize fund? Um, there will be 8 pence of that oh. extra 50 pence that will come to AVDC for their good causes Beautiful. Part. Well done. There will be uh, 20 pence that goes to prize fund, and there will be a total which includes a VAT of 22 pence that goes to the external lottery manager. You oh. know, there's a lot of admin involved with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you make a few quid. You can't knock that. How much money do you reckon it's going gonna, it's gonna to raise? Have you got any estimations, Janet? Well, I just don't know now because it, it's exceeded expectations and we oh. haven't even launched it till today. Oh. So, you know, it, I think the sky's the limit, Ian, with this. You sound, you sound giddy with excitement, woman. You well, need to calm I down. It's only, it's, it's only 10 to 8 in the morning. I know, but it's a lovely day for launching a lottery, isn't it? That's the thing. I've woken up full of the joys of spring. Let me throw Have you looked out the window? Let me throw a slight. Let me throw a slight dampener. Supposing nobody nobody buys it. Oh well, we've already. You know, I just said we're launching it today. Yeah. But we've already sold over two hundred online tickets. Beautiful. And um, we haven't even launched it yet. Beautiful. But right. can I just give a quick plug to your to your listeners? Because yeah. um, the first draw will be on the 28th of November. Yep. Um, but if you sign up straight away to support one of the causes, we're going to give a, a prize for the first draw, as well as, oh. obviously, the prize money. So they can win cash. So, so what's the bonus prize, then? So the bonus prize is an iPad plus um, Panto tickets at Waterside. Beautiful. Hang on, who's in, who's in Waterside Panto? Do we know? Yeah, Sam Bailey... 
you know, the, the lady from X Factor. Oh, the, the, with, with the teeth? Well, we've all got teeth. No, we? I know, but she, I, cause I don't really... Oh, I don't really got teeth? No, but my, uh, no, I've got teeth that are like Sam Bailey's, shall we say. <laughs> <I've> got, <laughs> oh, OK. Oh, well, that's a, that's a good one, then. Yeah, and Andy Collins, of course, local bloke. Um, so, yeah, sign up straight away and uh, you'll be in with a chance okay. for, for the draw. Janet, I, do you know, the only reason we got you back on is because I like you. I don't normally do this kind of stuff, but I liked you the last time we spoke. I thought you were fun. Where, oh, thank if, you. If people want to go and, and um, um, spend a few quid, where do they go? How do they get these? these how do they enter? Vaillottery.co.uk. Everything that, they need to know is on there. Do it one more time. Vailottery. Vailottery.co.uk. Well, listen, I wish you the very best of luck and I hope it's a huge success and all the charities uh, uh, rake it in and someone enjoys their tickets to go and see um, the, the lady with the teeth in Panto. Thank you so much, Janet. I wish you the best of luck. Bless you, Ian. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Bye. There we go. What is now? She is the definition of a nice lady. Jolly. Very jolly. I, you know I don't... Like, I, I'm so miserable. I hate stuff like that. But she was so, I thought she was so much fun last I time. I don't think you were thinking of the right person with Sam Bailey. I don't rec- remember her. She's having... got the teeth. No, I think you're thinking about... What's her name? The one that talks like that. I, know. I don't know. I don't know X Factor. Sam Bailey was the one that they called Screwbo. I don't even know because what that means. Because she was a prison warder. I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to Google her. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Sam Bailey. Yeah, she's a prison warden. Uh, are you thinking of Stacey? Yeah, you're thinking of Stacey. No, no, does no, no, she's got teeth. Got, no, 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 Stacey's no, no, no. got the um, bazumbas. Sam Bailey's got the teeth. Stacey's got teeth and no, bazumbas. No, 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 I mean, exactly what I'm thinking of. You look at, look at, this, look at the gap in her front teeth. Oh, a gap, right. Yeah, 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 look, 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 look at her teeth. That's Sam Bailey. They're delightful. More gaps, please. No, I don't like the gaps in My teeth. My sister used to have a gap and she had it closed up and I think it was a bit of a shame. What are we talking about now? Teeth. I like a wonky nose and a wonky eye. Streisand. Teeth. I'm very peculiar about teeth. So, at what point does it get too wonky? I don't think it can. Harrison Ford. Oh no. He's got a very wonky nose. He's, you know, he's um, Steve Martin's younger brother. Did you know that? No, he's not. Uh, excuse me. Harry. Look at them. Look at their pictures. <laughs> look at them together. Right. Watch the bit in um, Empire Strikes Back where he's chatting up um, Princess Leia on the um, the, uh, the what's the Wookiee <laughs> ship, Millennium Falcon, um, and then go and watch any Steve Martin film, and then say they're not brothers, and then look at that, and then look at that, and then go and have some of that. They look a little bit the same. Thank you, Danny. I'm glad you agree with me. Just a little. Oh, thank you, Danny. I'm glad you agree with me. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Danny. I'm glad talking. your microphone is switched mm-hmm. off. What the heck is this place turning into? There's, it's, there's anarchy. It's like a private party for 11-year-olds. Dave Luton wants you to call him. He's texting in saying, can you... I'll tell you what, Dave. Can you, you fo- ring me now? You phone us when you're available <laughs> instead of phoning us when you're unavailable. <laughs> oh, Do you know the, uh, the one thing that... Um, um, the, there was a sharp intake of breath internally when I was speaking to Janet oh. when she was going through the list of um, charities. Yeah. First one she said... Citizens' advice. Not a shame. That broke my heart. Yeah. They used to be funded by the government, didn't they? I thought so. Uh, and I know that there was there was a big thing maybe about a year ago when I don't know if the funding got cut completely or slashed, and they had to like really cut their funding hours down. That broke my heart that Citizens' Advice has to do stuff like that because they're flipping brilliant. I remember years ago when I just left college and was having terrible trouble with a landlord and didn't have a clue where. And I went and you go and sit in the Citizens' Advice for a couple of hours. You talk to someone who kind of gives you like a few printouts, tells you you right, you should call this this and this number, and, and gives you advice. The thing is, in the days advice. in the days before Google. That was more useful, I, I think guess. It's, I think it's shocking that, that, that... I mean, part of the reason... One of the reasons the conspiracy theorists would say that the government stopped the, or, or cut the funding to the CAB is because they were telling you how to get your benefits yeah. that you're entitled to. I think it's an amazing organisation. David in Luton! 
Good morning, boss. Good morning, Vietnam. How nice. Well, you, you can fit us in, can you now, Dave? Yeah, you yeah. You've got time for us now. You can fit us in. Because you, you, yeah. were, you were queued up, Dave, about 20 minutes to come on. I went to you and you dropped off. And I spoke to Kath. And Kath, what did Dave say? He'd rung up and he said uh, he wanted to talk. And Danny said, OK, I'll put you straight through. He said, yeah. no, I can't yeah, talk yeah, yeah. now. But you're talking no, now, but, Dave. So the thing is, Dave, hang on a minute, Dave. Excuse me. Yeah, I will do, I will do in a second, Dave. So I just need to clarify. I just need can to I... clarify, David. You can in a second, my love. Can I just I need... Yeah. yeah, I just need to clarify. So when yeah. you called up 25... No. Minutes ago, that was yeah. to book a slot when you yeah. had the time to talk. Okay, so you no. didn't have the time to talk then, no. No, but I you've got the driving. time to talk now. Is, am I right, David? I was driving. Okay. Oh, I just so how did, hang on a second. I, I, I'll let you have your say. So, so oh, you phoned up to hey, say hey, listen, I'm driving. Listen, I can't listen. talk now. Could you book me in? We don't even let Ollie Martin's book in time slots. We tell Martin, and he's on the front page of the mail, we tell Martin's when he's coming on. And he says, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. But you think you can phone up and tell us when you want to come in because you've got a little bit of time. You haven't got time then, but you've got time now. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, well, Dave, listen. Listen, you're on. Listen, you're listen on. You've, you, you've, it's so your you time rattle. to speak. You're free. What would you like to say, Dave? Right. Oh, we're out of time. I'm so sorry. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy still on the M25, going anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Slow two on the A1M, the southbound side, uh, that slows down around Junction 7 at Stevenage. Hemel Hempstead on the southbound A41, that's looking slow as well between the Hamilton and uh, the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. The A1 southbound, that's busy from Eaton Soken onto the Black Cat roundabout, and then, fur- and then further down, uh, busy uh, on the A1 uh, southbound coming into London between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much indeed. Daddy, what did you do at work today? Well, I bullied an old man who hasn't got all of his functioning brain powers. (laughs) Oh, Daddy, we're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. Oh, man. Last hour of the show, 03-459-455-555. You can text as well, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Posh McDonald's. Top words, all women are gay. Oh, and some uh, drunk lads driving a lawnmower. We'll have all of that and more after the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, the headlines. Hertfordshire prisoners taken to neighbouring counties. Flights back from Sharm el-Sheikh to London Luton Airport. And petition against funeral directors moving to Buckinghamshire High Street. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire. It comes after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Hearts police say no final decision has been made. Neil Alston chairs the county's police federation. We have uh, sympathy with the force. Uh, and the PCC who have, uh, as we know, um, financial issues to, to resolve. And we want to work with them 
to do this, but we think perhaps closing Watford custody might be a bit preemptive at this point. The estimated 20,000 British nationals in the Egyptian resort of Sharm el Sheikh will begin returning home today with extra security measures, including hand luggage only. 25 planes are expected to leave for the UK. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. The BBC understands Britain's decision to suspend flights was based on intercepted communications between militants, with government investigators believing an explosive device was placed in the crashed Russian aircraft's baggage hold. President Obama says his officials are also examining that theory. We're taking that very seriously uh, and we're going to spend a lot of time just making sure that uh, our own investigators and our own intelligence community uh, figures out exactly what's going on before we make any definitive uh, pronouncements. But uh, it is certainly possible uh, that there was a bomb on board. The go-ahead's been given for a free school to be built on a site in Luton Town Centre. The £4.5 million Moorlands project gets underway today, with pupils digging the first turf in Park Street. The school will move from Leegrave High Street to the new site in September next year. Sir Cliff Richard has been interviewed for a second time by police investigating claims of sexual offences in the 1980s. His spokesman said the allegations were completely false. Fire crews were called to a house in Aylesbury last night after a firework was put through the letterbox. The incident happened in Humber Drive at around midnight. A Beaconsfield trader has started a petition against a fuel directors that's set to move into the town. Jack Lubbert, whose family has owned a clothing store in Station Road for 30 years, fears the undertakers will drive away customers at a time when the high street is starting to pick up again. Jeremy Field is from the Association of Funeral Directors. We also need footfall. We need visibility in, in a community commercial sense for people to know where we are so you know it, it drives footfall for high street in exactly the same way as pretty much any other retailer Three police officers were treated in hospital after being injured during an anti-capitalist march in central London last night. 50 people were arrested, most for public order offences and two for assaulting a police officer. Luton-based Vauxhall is recalling over 200,000 Zafira models after more than 100 reports of the cars bursting into flames. Vauxhall is writing to owners of Zafira B models to arrange a visit to local dealers. It follows a campaign by the BBC's Watchdog programme. In sport, Watford's leading scorer, Odion Igalo, is fit for tomorrow's Premier League trip to third place Leicester after limping off last weekend. The weather, more rain later this morning, clearing this evening a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties Morning, guys. I just realised it's eight. I've got another hour of this. I've expounded too much energy. I am shattered. I had a long day with the kids yesterday. Hey, we had a weird thing yesterday. We had our roof cleaned. What? Hmm. Signs you've got too much money. <laughs> One, cleaning the roof. That's what the rain's for. I came home and there were four blokes stood on my roof. They were like um, power showering it. I'll be honest. Were they clearing out your gutters or were they... And the roof. Wow. The roof and half clean, though. Honestly, I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you later. It's an half a clean roof. I know, but I mean, I, I don't even clean my car. I don't mind the flipping roof. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I, my, I was told it was a good idea, so I've got clean roof and an empty bank account. <clears throat> so, um, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A guy wants, uh, is upset that a funeral director is going to be opening in Beaconsfield High Street. He started a petition... <laughs> 
to, um, well, to get it killed off before it happens. Uh, we're going to talk to him in a little bit. I, I, I don't see a problem with the funeral directors. If you're a shopkeeper or a resident or... Can you understand where this guy's coming from? 03... <coughs> excuse me. 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Is, uh, we'll come to him. Just remind me what his beef is, Boyle. He thinks it's, um, it makes people think negatively when they should be thinking positively in order to get maximum shopping experience going. So uh, he doesn't want to be able to see it from his shop. His shop's been there for 30 years selling frocks. He's going to die. It's not a threat, by the way. He's going to die We're one We're all going to die. The other thing is... Not me. I've, I've, I'm working on that. Oh. I've invest, I'm investing in technologies. How's that uh, not... time travel thing going? Well, they haven't come to collect me yet, or have they? You wouldn't know. I've signed up, guys. Or would is... I? I don't know what that means. I've signed up, guys, to a time travel thing where I pay them $25 and basically... Or did you? Well, yeah, I did. Oh. And basically, they'll come and collect me when they invent time travel. That'll get invested in, like, a bank. It gets invested in a bank. And in the future, that, that $25 will be worth, like, $100 million. By then, they'll have time travel. They'll come back, collect me, and... Uh, what are you doing? Oh, replace just scratching with, my chin. They'll replace me with an Android. So I could be replaced with an Android now. You just don't know. Well, when I'm alive in the year, oh, I don't know, 6936 AD... Yeah, I'll you, know. You, you, you won't. You'll just be like a distant... Or will I? Oh, I don't even know what that means. You're just saying stuff. You're just saying questions that are irrelevant. 03459 455 555. People arrested by Hertfordshire Police, oh, there's a segue, are being locked up as far away as Essex and Buckinghamshire. Watford's custody suite has been closed temporarily pending the results of a consultation, putting even more pressure on Stevenage and Hatfield. But once those are full, full our sources tell us the closest available cell is in Aylesbury, and in one recent case... Let's go all the way to Colchester. Well, former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, Peter Nehru, joins me on the line now. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Um, what are your thoughts on this? This is a very familiar challenge. Uh, I mean, if, if somebody could have designed our town so that it were close enough together to be able to cope with this problem, that would have been great. But unfortunately, they're mostly separated by the distance it takes to, to drive cattle in a day. So... They're, they're, and in, a, in, in rush hour traffic, I would imagine that distance from, uh, from Watford to Hatfield and Stevenage is very considerable on that road network. So this is a bit of a challenge. And, and it's really down to the fact that the force are having to save an awful lot of money. Mm. And I'm sure this is part of that process. Um, it, is, it really seems, you know, I know that we're all living in times of austerity, but I, I, I do scratch my head at the cuts that have been made uh, uh, for the police service and the cuts that are coming. Um, because this is kind of just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Things like this, you know, coppers losing a, a, a couple of days' work because they're driving up back and forth between two different towns. This is yeah. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it's a difficult challenge for the for the chief, this one, because there's no doubt that uh, keeping the custody suite open at Watford, and I, I look back at the custody inspection reports on Watford, it's not it's not a great custody facility and hasn't been for quite some time. Mm. So, it's a, so I, I'm, I'm guessing if it was a modern facility, it, it, it probably would have been the one they wanted to keep open and they would have probably kept Watford and Stevenage rather than Hatfield. In and this places. is the thing I'm hearing, Peter, that I, I don't know it personally. I haven't been uh, questioned by yeah. the police for a very long time. Um, uh, uh, the, the, it, it, it is an old... It really is really out of date and it either yeah. needs to go completely or be rebuilt. But I'm, I'm guessing it being rebuilt is, is, is never going to happen, is it? No, there's, there's, there's no possibility of the, of the cash being there for a rebuild. I mean, not least of which, you, 
you'd only really be able to uh, to rebuild it if you could do an in and out. I.e., you could sell the police station, and there's no there doesn't seem any prospect that that's on the cards. Uh, as a result of which, you basically have to mothball and close the close the facility. But I mean, I think your your point about the amount of time officers will take out in driving that's the, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Mm. Uh, from my experience, I've had to do some similar things to this in, when I was in West Mercia as a deputy and, and the money was running out. We had to close custody suites and it has a bigger impact. Go on. It has a bigger impact. On, well, it has an impact on things like whether officers will make an arrest. Uh, because, oh, really? Yeah, in our case, it was Ludlow, which was two hours from Shrewsbury. Uh, and the officers were pretty clear to me when I sat down with a cup of tea. They weren't going to make the arrest. Uh, because that meant they were going to be out. Well, that's the rest of the shift gone. Uh, so, and I, I would imagine that that would be the case. Certainly for your for the detectives as well. That it's it's not just the hour up the up the uh, yeah. up, up the uh, the motorway. They probably won't come back that that shift. So, you're going to you're going to have staff out out of the town for quite some time. So it's a really difficult balance. Uh, uh, this one, very difficult balance. The, um, the, there are lots of stories, and I, and I suspect there'll be more. I know Ollie Martins um, has, uh, has has been in the, the the press recently. He's on the front page yeah. of the Daily Mail for suggesting that we um, that, that the police get sponsored, uh, turning yeah. on the M1 lights, uh, the M1 cameras to to, to make money. Um, PCCs and police services are desperate for cash, aren't they? There are going to be more stories like this across the country. There are because. As one chief, the chief in Lancashire, who's also facing a very extreme position, not dissimilar to, to Bedfordshire because of the changing in the funding formula plus the cuts, uh, he's pointed out that he has to have 900 officers to do the bare minimum of the 24-hour response. And then once you start putting on top of that detectives, those investigating child abuse, the firearms teams, etc., the sums just don't add up. And what the public are, going, what the public are not yet been engaged in is exactly what is going to stop uh, or what levels of service will be achieved mm. by you know the, with with twenty seven to forty percent less uh, resources? Do we just have to accept, Peter, that um, policing as you and I know it is uh, is gone? Is gone? The idea that you know you come home and someone's gone through your house, you, you phone up and a copper would be round in about ten fifteen minutes. That's gone. You, I mean, they don't come round if your car's been broken into. That that policing is changing and evolving, and we're just going to have to get used to a completely different service. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to have to get used to a rationed a rationed service. I mean, that's why I think Oliver Martins is provoking a debate around how you pay for the police. Uh, but there are major implications from that from that sort of thing. It should be noted that some of the problems in Ferguson, Missouri, the the, the riots there were provoked by the fact that, the, that almost half the money for that particular police force was levied by the police take, make, uh, fining people. Mm. Now, that has implications for the relationship between the police and the community, which, which, which will go deep and long if, if these things are not thought through properly. Uh, Peter, it's really interesting talking to you. I, I really appreciate um, you giving us some time this morning. Former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, Peter Nehrud. Um, it just it just strikes me that there are some things you can't make cuts in or you shouldn't make cuts in. It seems obvious to me that... Um, yeah, if the police can can tighten its belt a little bit, then of course they should. But if you keep making cuts, then you, you're going to have a rubbish service from the police, you know, and they're going to end up closing custody closing custody suites. There ain't going to be nothing compared to what's going to happen in the next couple of years. Trust me. It just seems odd that, um, you know, and now we're, now we're being all stirred up to hate doctors as well. It's doctors that the narrative has, has turned to in the finger of uh, look at these lazy, slacking doctors. Ever met a doctor? They work flipping hard. I've got doctors in the family. I've got, uh, and man alive, they're knackered. They're always knackered because they're always working. 
They get up at ridiculous times in the morning. They're on call. They go and do all this stuff. They're dealing with, you know, kiddies dying. They're seeing horrible stuff, and we're all supposed to go, those lazy slackers they don't want to... They won't work at weekends. They won't work at weekends. They work at weekends. They don't want a 24-hour... We've got a 24-hour NHS. Trust me, I was in A&E the other night. It's 24 hours. Divide and conquer, though, isn't it? Oh, man alive. Divide can, and conquer. How can they make us uh, <laughs> hate the doctors? It's the doctors. My favourite doctor, of course, is Tom Baker. Oh, three, Kill four, there. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Dealey, if you want it, it's yours. The last 45 minutes of the show, your favourite doctors. Let's celebrate the magic of doctors. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Now, let's in put, true joke doctor style. Let's also. put him on the spot. Danny? Yeah. This is your test, mate. Who's your favourite doctor? Doctor Who? Oh, no. Just put that coffee down and, and, and go and go and out and have a long... I don't sorry, want to look at him. Go and have a long, hard think about what you just said. Doctor Who? You don't mm. just say it again. Go out there and have a long, hard think about it. Who. I need to have a word with you. Is he having a long, hard think? I'm going to turn both your microphones off there. So I've given you way too much uh, animation. Am I animation? I've got some bad news for you. There you go. I had a phone call from a roofer, and that's not the bad news. Oi, uh, go on. The bad news is, well, in his words, oh. Al- Alan's words... Yeah, go on, Al. You've been done, mate. What the heck? He says your roof is co- has got this silicon coating on it. If you blast it off, it's not going to be as effective. Who's Alan? A roofer. Is he... How do we know that? He's just a geezer. OK. I'm not buying that. I'm certainly not buying it, because I haven't got any money after getting my roof done. You're going to need some money for silicone coating. There's no silicone coating on a roof. On your tiles, or there's, there's no, there's not. There's tiles. All right. This Allen, this Allen. What do you think holds them together, eh? It's just that's just um, that's like the same thing that holds those old walls. Mortar. No, 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 no. The, it's it's just like the way they slip in. Oh, like a dry stone wall. That's the fella. That, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how it works, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same technique. Okay, good. Old skills. That. How do you think they thatch? Thank you very much indeed. Your microphone's off there before you answer it and make yourself look even more dumb. Thank you. Oh three four five nine four five 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 seven five. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Day one, that's looking heavy between Eton Soken and the Black Cat roundabout. The southbound A1M, that slows down around Stevenage. On the A41 on the southbound side at Hemel Hempstead, that's slow between Hemel and the M25 at Junction 20. That's Kings Langley. On the M25, going anti-clockwise, you'll find that slow around Junction 16 for the M40. The A10, that's very slow in both directions, coming into London through Enfield, between Carter Hatch Lane and Southbury Road uh, because of the roadworks in Watford, Beach and Grove, uh, the A411. That's busy around uh, Estcourt Road. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much indeed. Eight fifteen, Friday, the sixth of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Flights to bring British tourists back from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. Luton Airport! Nowhere near London. And a Beaconsfield trader has started a petition against the funeral directors that's set to move into his town. 
Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his so book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles, Beatles who dominate, dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Everyone's a winner, baby, that's no lie. A shopkeeper from Beaconsfield has launched a petition to stop a funeral parlour opening up in his street. His, uh, his name is Jack Lovett. He joins me now. Morning, Jack. What's, uh, what's your beef with death? Hi, good morning. Um, uh, my beef is not with the actual funeral director itself. Uh, basically, I don't think it's the correct place to put it on a high street in a village such as Beaconsfield. Why? Are you all immortal there? Why, why, why not? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, uh, on the main high street, I mean, the characteristics of Beaconsfield, um, I think this will ruin it a bit. It won't bring as much football to the town. Um, it's it's slightly a dying town, so well, we need perfect to have an undertaker's there, then, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it is. I know. I know Beaconsfield very well. I lived in Farnham Common, and I used to go boozing in Beaconsfield when perhaps I shouldn't have gone boozing, and I, I still drive through it occasionally. I know it very, very well. I just don't understand why you think um, a, a, a funeral director is going to make business any worse. Not any worse, but it won't bring any more interest into Beaconsfield. Okay, well, um, there aren't people que- there aren't people queuing up to open shops, though, are there? Uh, according to the person that was selling or selling the lease, there was, and but he went for the highest bidder. Okay, well, that's 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 business. Yeah, of course, it is. It's very good business. But so I don't know. I, I'm really struggling, Jack, to get my head around what your concerns are and how and how having a funeral director. You sell you sell dresses, yeah. Yes, yes. But how is a funeral director going to make mean you sell less dresses? Oh, it's not just about our shop. There's quite a few, um, um, you know, landlords and businesses that have been talking about it. Even the clients have been talking about it, and they are opposing it. Okay, but let's let we'll talk about that. I'm talking to you though, so I want to know why you think you're going to sell less dresses because of because of a funeral directors. That's not what I've said. What have you said? said What I've actually said is it won't bring any more extra footfall to Beaconsfield. Right. So it won't change. How it is at the moment, right? But it won't bring any more people in, which is what we need to do. Well, you, so, what would you like to have there then? More independence, if possible, or. But mate, I don't know. I, 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 have you seen high streets? Yes. Yeah, they're dying. Uh-huh. They're dying. They're dying. So, so you, surely, you, a you have to applaud the landlord for getting a decent enough offer to uh, to, to rent that out, um, and the, the the fact that there are so many high streets that have empty shops. That's right, there are, but Beaconsfield isn't one of them. They haven't got... Well, no, because his funeral directors have snapped it up. Yeah, in five months, yeah, he has. But there, there were other people interested as well, but they've gone for this one. Yeah, they didn't make an offer, they didn't make an offer that was decent enough. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that side of it, I don't really know, but I can't comment on what... Well, no, but that, 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 it's business, isn't it? If you're a landlord, you're going to rent to the highest bidder, and if there are businesses that come and say, well, yeah, we can maybe pay two-thirds of what you're asking for, why should yeah. the landlord have to suffer? Okay. Yeah. I mean, my my directive wasn't directly about my shop. It's about Beaconsfield in general. It just happens that we have a shop in Beaconsfield as well. Okay. So I'm really okay. Then let's. 
Then explain well, explain your problem then, because I honestly I think this is absolutely nuts. I think it's quite selfish, and I think it's a little bit offensive, really. Oh, I'm not meaning to be offensive at all. I mean, everybody has got an opinion, and you know, I respect everybody's opinion. I've got one. The clients that I spoke to had some, and so did the proprietors of other businesses around where this is going to open, had opinions. And they were against it, but nobody wanted to say anything. So I thought, I'll say something. I put my head above parapet, and that's why I'm speaking to you now. You've got a petition. How many signatures have you got on it? Um, when I checked last night, I think it was about 60. Flipping it, mate. I mean, how long has that, that petition been out there? About 24 hours. Not long. Well, yeah, not many, not many signatures. No, no, there isn't many signatures at all. No. No. Do you reckon you might knock it on the head? Well, what the petition? Yeah. Well, I'm going to let it run, um, but I think that it's a done deal from my here anyway, yeah. so it, it makes no difference. But we still want it to be heard, so that's why we've done it. Why not just buy a load of black dresses? It won't make any difference. That won't make it any difference at all. Um, I th- I mean, what I make up, what are... I make up, Jack, is right. You got a problem, right? Because 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 the high street is dying. Most people buy stuff online. The high street, if it's not dying, it's it's dead, right? Uh, and business, I'm, I, I make up, and you'll, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, that your business ain't going so well, and you want a fancy, snazzy kind of shop that's going to attract people into Beaconsfield High Street. It's Beaconsfield, mate. It's Beaconsfield. It's in the middle of nowhere. You're not going to attract any new people into Beaconsfield. People aren't going to go, hey, guys, I know what. Let's have a day trip to Beaconsfield. What can we do there? Well, about six miles away, there's Beaconscott Model Village, and then we could go down to the high street. It's never going to happen. It's a small village. Well, it's a, no, I, know, I know the area. I know Beaconsfield so well. It's a small village. It's not even exactly. as big as Amersham. People are going to go, if they're going to go, so they'll go to Amersham. Amersham, there's two sides of it. And like Beckinshaw, there's an old town and a new town. So it's... Um, yeah, but they're, but they're it's, both tiny. And it's nice then. It's nice then. But there are tiny little restaurants. There are tiny little shops. Yeah, that's right. There is. But uh, Beckinshaw is only half a mile away, by the way, not six miles away. Okay, well, people aren't going to go... They, but the, the thing is, they'll, they'll, they'll do Beckinscott and they'll go, they'll go somewhere bigger, like, I don't know, Amersham or Gerrard's Cross, or they'll just get back yeah. on, on, on the, um, the, the M40 and go back home. That's right, yes. But that, that, that's not my point. I think uh, ever, you, you seem to be missing my point. Tell me the point. My point is about the footfall. We were, we were trying to all look at trying to increase footfall within Beckinsfield, make it slightly more interesting so that it doesn't become like every other high street. And unfortunately, I don't think we have the power to be able to change that. Like you said, there's the internet, there's everything else. And the multiples are coming in. But that's not the fault of, um, um, you know, undertakers. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. But I, I think just, 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 I'll just... say something. Just, you know, everybody has an opinion. I wanted to make mine. I still don't know what yours is. Right. <laughs> I'm really struck. Listen, I wish your business the very best of luck. Thank you very much. Um, but there's, you know, the, 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 it, 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 the only shop that's going to attract more footfall is a free money shop. Yes, that's true. It's true, you know, and I, yeah. you know, I wish you the best of luck, Jack. But um, I don't know. I, 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 I think maybe your, 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 um, your, your protests have come uh, too late to save um, the British High Street. I think so. Jack, but are you online? I am, yes. Right. Well, give give the web. This is come on, come on now. Oh, give sorry, the... The, the business is not online. No, oh, it's not. No, I don't mean you. <laughs> you got you got a computer. Well, you yeah. need to get online, Jack. Oh, I know.
All right. Well, listen, I wish you the best of luck, mate. I hope, I hope um, you know, I hope you can feed the family. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jack. There we go. Um, I don't understand that story. I think there's a reason why he's the only one who wanted to speak up about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I'm, slight, I'm scratching my head ever so slightly um, about that one. That was weird. But um, yeah, the high street's dead, man. Get some dead, posh man. hats in, for heaven's sake. Well, some black Be- frocks. Be- Beacons- Beaconsfield is nice. It's really nice. But it's not, you know, it's not a destination. It's not a must-go-to destination. Well, some great boozers, um, some lovely little little posh restaurants. But it's Beaconsfield. It's not going to be the, th- the thing that puts people off, is it? James in Wolverton says, I'm not sure why he's against a funeral parlour. Do they attract the wrong sort of people hanging round outside mourning and causing trouble? This is the most ridiculous thing I've heard all week. It's not like they're burying them in the high street. <laughs> Loads of old, gangs of old women hanging outside drinking Sherry, <laughs> wailing. Alex in Bedford, what difference does it make having a funeral directors in the high street? We have one next to Kids World in Bedford. <laughs> it's true. You want mother care one side, co-op funeral directors next to it. There you go. That's, that's, that's everything encom- encompassed. We went to see my sister when she lived in the Bible Belt in America. Oh, right? yeah. And we, obviously they've got these little shopping malls in the middle of nowhere, like the interchange at the Bedford. They've yeah. got loads of those. But on her road, it kind of went, old people's home, funeral parlour. Oh. Church, old people's home, funeral parlour, church. It's like the most uninventive game of Monopoly you've ever seen. Talking uh, favourite doc- uh, favourite doctors. Um, well, Lino says Doctor Worm, and then he says, "Oh no, can I change that to Doctor Michael Zibbets?" <laughs> oh, he's good. Um, Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. She's good. <coughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I think we mate. need some of them in here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, and there was another doctor. Um, where was the other doctor? Doctor and the medic says Scott. So uh, very good. Yeah, lo- lots of lots of doctors mm. to behold. Now, Danny, you still sticking with your answer, mate? Um, Maybe sick. I mean, you literally. Doctor Hook. N- oh, uh, yeah, but you don't even know what. Okay, name three Doctor Hook songs. Don't, Catherine. Don't, don't. Look at me, Catherine. Danny, three Doctor Hook songs. Let me just think about Let me this. just, let me... Well, you're not looking at think. him, he's Googling. I know he's Googling, I can hear him. You need uh, My one favourite I... one is a little bit more. Right, that's my mum's favourite song, you pervert. So, okay, why, okay, why don't you pick a doctor that you've heard of? Um, because you don't know any doctors, and that... Tom di- Baker's good. Oh, for oh, I've done that yeah. joke, mate. Yeah. Flipping done that joke. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five... Hey, you know who's going in the jungle? Yeah, I do. Billy Bullshine. You say that. I sat through the recent Most Haunted Live. She was on top bullshiny form. She, uh, it's Yvette Fielding. <laughs> and her husband's not going in because he's got to stay behind and polish the spoons before he throws them out. <laughs> um, she, her whole body is covered in um, is covered in birthmark, isn't it? Well, she, I think she's got em- uh, not empatigo. What's it called? That thing that um, Michael um, Jackson apparently had. Um, 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 embargoed. Embargoed. No, no, she's embargoed. No, no. Anyway, what's uh, it called? Ghost Hunter Yvette. See, I for me, because I, I never really watched the Ghost Hunter program. Oh, for me, hilarious. she's Blue, she's Blue Peter. The best one is the Girls Aloud special. <laughs> I haven't one seen One of them one. says, one of them says, there's a haunted chair, and one of them, uh, who's um, the race? Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl says to the other, the other one, go on then, lass, sit in that chair. I'm not sitting in that flipping chair. You sit in that chair. That was supposed to be Geordie accents. Right. Instead, it was the the. There's the, only the, one Geordie in it, though. Instead, it was the uh, the woman from the Tom and Jerry cartoons. <laughs> Thomas. Thomas! <laughs> Most haunted. Vitiligo. Host. 
Um, I've got their second album. I was never really into dance music. Most haunted host Yvette Fielding is going into the sweltering I'm a Celebrity jungle despite being allergic to the sun. The mum of two, 47, 47, will face 35 degrees temperatures as she endures trials, tough conditions and long days in the open. Yeah, we know what what the the programme is. Sorry? I can't think about Most Haunted without thinking of that famous Derek Acora moment. Come on. <laughs> I can't say it. Is it rude? Well, it wasn't meant to be. In that case, best leave it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A40 now looking heavy in both directions through High Wycombe. Uh, the A404 going into High Wycombe, uh, building up there as well, uh, looking at the CCTV. The A41 on the southbound side at Hemel Hempstead, that's slow, uh, going towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Watford, Pinner Road coming into town, that's heavy going into Bushy Arches. The A10 both ways into London through Enfield, there are some lane closures, that's very slow between Carter Hatch Lane and Southbury Road. The A1 southbound, that queues between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Tom Watt. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you. Well, it's Friday and we seem to have descended into uh, madness. Uh, so for the last 30 minutes, what's your favourite doctor? 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thousands of tourists are expected to begin returning to the UK from Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt this morning. It's thought fewer than a quarter will get places on the 25 planes due to leave today. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire. It comes after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. And Talk Talk has given more details of the cyber attack on its website, saying nearly 157 7,000 of its customers' personal details were accessed. More than 15,600 bank account numbers and sort codes were also stolen. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford's leading scorer, Odion Igalo, is fit for tomorrow's Premier League trip to third place Leicester after limping off last weekend. Igalo was injured in a challenge which earned West Ham's James Collins a red card. Tomorrow the Hornets will come up against the league's top scorer, Jamie Vardy, but boss Kike Flores says the threat won't just come from him. It's very important to know how is the moves of this player, but I said before that the, play, the moves of Vardy depends of the, of the quality play of Leicester. So it's very important to know when we want to stop the, the, the Leicester. Milton Keynes-Dons welcome back centre-half Carl McFadden after a one-match ban for tomorrow's championship trip to Brighton. Carl Robinson's side will be up against a former Dons player in Seagull striker Sam Baldock. He's a top player and he's a, he's a, he scores goals at uh, most levels. So we, we, we understand how hard it's going to be to look after Sam. But we've got a number of players were really chomping at the bit and ready to get going and it's a, it's a difficult team for me to pick for the first time in a long time. It's the first round of the FA Cup this weekend. Tomorrow, Luton go to fellow League Two side Crawley. Striker Paul Benson is set to return after injury. Steve Nich hosts League One Gillingham. St Albans are at Grimsby and Boreham Wood are at Northwich. On Sunday, Wickham go to Halifax and Chesham are at Bristol Rovers. Wins for Tottenham and Liverpool in the Europa League last night. Spurs beat Anderlecht 2-1, whilst former Wickham youngster Jordan Ibe scored his first goal for Liverpool in their 1-0 win at Ruben Kazan. Sam Burgess says family reasons were behind his 
decision to return to Australian Rugby League after one season in Rugby Union. And ahead of tomorrow's home game with Yorkshire Carnegie, Bedford Rugby Club have been dealt an injury blow with prop James Curry ruled out for up to three months following ankle surgery. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. <clears throat> OK, very childish. So, um, Dr Dre says, Ian. Dr McCoy says, I used to have a very soft spot for Nurse Chapel. Um, Dr Spock. Um, sorry? We can hear what you're editing. I can hear everything you're editing. Hang on, hang on. I'm just getting a Cora. I'm getting a Cora up. Was this a Chinese phone in? No. What joke a Cora said? I thought you wanted it on a hotkey. Yeah, maybe not. I can't. I can't get my computer to work. It's. Um, I'll it's, get it for you It's after. updating. Yvette, who has a condition called vitiligo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I told the mirror, because I love the pigment in my skin, I get thumbs up very easily. On holiday, after the old factor, she's 47, but she still looks like that irritating 14-year-old girl that you know she was. I mean, she's a genius. She owns the channel, doesn't she, that that rubbish programme's on? What, that real lives, ironically? Who was it who was telling me? Or maybe I read it in a book. It wasn't Paul Ross, was it? Someone was telling me they were on one of those most haunted lives. Um... It might have been Paul Ross. And he was told during the break to just kind of, you know, get a bit more frightened. <laughs> it's gone really well, uh, Paul, but if you can just get a little bit more frightened. There's nothing going on. I know, but just make it up. Well, a lot of them in their team are relations, aren't they? Um, um, Manchester-born Yvette, who at 18 was Blue Peter's youngest presenter, added, I once suffered third-degree burns. All right, love. Uh, now the most haunted star tries to stay... I can't even believe that this is an actual programme, that this, this thing is, is, is not just oh. made for television. People watch you it. You know who was um, uh, presenting Most Haunted Live this time around? Jamie East. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I do know Jamie East. He was doing that, wasn't he? He did a really good job of oh. being wry and sarcastic. Other names thought to be heading into the jungle include Duncan Bannatyne. He's, he's um, um, uh, broke now, isn't he? Oh. Well, not broke, but um, I like Dunk. Big Dunks. Made his money in ice cream. Good for him. And old people's homes. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry? Is that compatible? I suppose it's compatible. No, they like, well, they, soft they, food. Soft food, isn't it? He was uh, involved in the ice cream wars, Bannatyne. Uh, Towie's Fern McCann, I don't know who that is. Mm. Made in Chelsea's Spencer Matthews. Oh, him. And X Factor choreographer Brian Friedman. I don't even oh, know what yeah, that yeah, means. Yeah. yeah, I know who you mean. What, 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 I don't know who I mean. He's um, a bold American champ. I just, I just, you know, I just, um, I find life very confusing and very complicated, and things like that complicate my life. Here we go, Mackie D's the clown. Never, the, never, don't mess with the formula, right? If it ain't break, don't <laughs> fix it. Oh. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And this is not going to help. Go on. McDonald's is taking on posh burger rivals. No, it's not. With premium products. (laughs) The reason... Right. There's Gourmet Burger and there's Mackey D's. The reason I go to Mackey D's, it's quick, it's 99 pence and it squeaks. That's all. That's what I want. We want want it filthy. I want squeaky meat. It's signature collection... Will be made to order with thicker patties. Now, here's the thing, right? I hate the word patty 
because it's an American word. They're burgers. Mm-hmm. The burgers. They've always been burgers, right? And then SpongeBob. We're watching SpongeBob. It's all, patties. He makes patties. And it's just this. I, don't, I love America. It's the greatest. It's the second greatest country in the world. Um, but I don't like this word patty. We don't call it patty. When I say patty, I think of patty boulet. I think of um, that meat, meat spread, patty. Patty boulet. Do you remember Patty Boulet? Yeah, just about. She was a very shiny singer, very strong, shiny forehead, and just the, as a child, the words Patty Boulet. It's just, it just. Try, Danny, try and say Patty Boulet. Patty Boulet. But no, but no, not Boulet. 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 You're not. You've not won a bendy bully. You've won a bendy Boulet. Patty Boulet. There we go. It just. Oh man, am I Patty, speaking French? Patty Boulet, the Manhattan Transfer, the Dooleys. As my childhood. The launch comes amid competition from the likes of Gourmet Burger Kitchen and Byron. There's no, there's no competition. They're completely separate. Yeah. It's like comparing Clark's with Jimmy Choo's. Mm. You choose your Jimmy Choo's. The burgers, costing around two pounds more than traditional choices, are available at 28 restaurants with a, oh, hang on a minute, with a national rollout planned next summer. McDonald's has also trialled table service. For crying oh, heavens. Out loud. Unless they're dressed as the hamburger, I'm not interested. Then it says, Mackie D's wedding turned to page eight. Flipping it. Well, we had that recently, didn't we, in Milton Keynes? What? A McDonald's wedding. Did we? Yeah, because he met her in McDonald's. He was the porridge man. He used to come in all the time asking for porridge, but really he was after her. Is Hereford in Milton Keynes? Nope. It's not the same people then. Copycats. Bride Antoinette Sullivan tucks into her favourite burger at mcdonald's god this couple must really love each other oh three four five nine four double five five double five by the way while hubby miles goes paintballing after their wedding what he wasn't there i'm confused about he's this. off scampering around a field trying to avoid coming to the same cropper as pj and duncan the beauty therapist 28 and she's a very beautiful lady she's got a tattoo on her wrist i think that's allowed. No, I don't approve. It's not allowed, actually. Technically, it's, it's disallowed. <laughs> it's an illegal manoeuvre. The beauty therapist, 28, went there when the roofer's pals kidnapped him. This is what? this is after the wedding. Oh, this isn't a wedding celebration. This is. She said, I thought if he can have his fun, I can have mine. Cheeky burger, don't mind if I do. Gosh. Miles, 23, of Hereford. 23? Oh, and made, last. It, made it back for the reception. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to last. I'll give it six months. Why would you do that? I mean, you've got the rest of your life to try and avoid hanging out with each other. And get the a divorce. Hey. Danny, do you want to do a Mackie D's joke? I don't have any jokes okay. about McDonald's. It's very serious. Okie dokie. Well, there we go. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Have we got any texts? 23. No one's got any business getting married at 23 Not to a 28-year-old. Older woman. Older woman. They could be in love. Well, they'll still be in love when he's of an age to make a decision like that. How was Blackpool? Good. Why? It, you know, it's got things in it. It's rubbish. It's a rubbish place. It was a bit foggy. What? It was foggy. That's what you said. Dr. Leg says Angie. Probably that Angie. Yeah. Dr. Pepper says Andrew in Kempston. We're doing your favourite doctors, guys. I know it's Friday. We're kind of winding down. I'm hungry. Dr. Finley says Richard. Yep. Doc Martin says Lisa and Leighton oh, Buzzard. Have you... Uh, no one has ever seen an entire episode of Doc Martin. I, I tried to watch one once. My oh, mum and dad love it. Oh, it's so boring. Who was that? The, um, it's, just, it's, it's just Martin Clunes being put in inappropriate situations. Being grumpy. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I didn't get what the, why it's, it's bland. Bland is the new black. 
That's why it's so successful, because nothing happens in it. Is it like Midsummer Murders with less death and more gags? It's Midsummer Murders combined with Northern Exposure minus any oh, personality. I used to like Northern Exposure. Yeah, didn't, I tried to watch it a few years ago. It didn't stand the test of time. Oh, what a shame. Don't stand what the about test of time. Party 5? Oh, I never watched that. Here's one that, 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 that I was really disappointed when I bought the uh, the DVD box set a few years ago. Dream On. Do you remember Dream On? Remind it, me. It, it was a TV programme, American. Yeah. The fella, as a kid, was obsessed with TV programmes. Mm. So whenever he'd get involved in like a romantic situation, like an old TV programme. Oh, you do up. a scenario. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't stand the test of time. Oh, what a shame. It is. A, it, do you know what? It is a shame because um, I remember it being awesome. And um, hey, here we go. This this is local and vocal. There was traffic chaos yesterday, and you, Danny. Yep. This is a great. There's a. This has got jokes dripping off it. Okay. Okay. This is fat with jokes. Okay. We're going to be laughing loud. Are you ready? I'm so ready. There was traffic chaos yesterday after a lorry shed 24 tons of lard on an M11 approach road to the M25. A lorry shed 24 tons of lard. They had to move the vehicle to the large shoulder. There's one Mm. you could have done. Did it make driving lard? What? Doesn't make sense. It does. Traffic traffic announcers tried to spread the word. Thank you very much indeed. Um, The police um, went there, but they were too busy chewing the fat to investigate. Mm. I mean, it's just... What exactly is lard? Oh, no. No. No, thank you. No, can we get the child taken off the show? Can I get a grown-up working on this show? Lard is what powered this country in the 1970s and the 1980s. I was listening to Radio 4 the other day. Oh, posh! Lard is back. Forget Good. your fancy spreads and your um, your um, anti-cholesterol building things. Apparently, lard is actually better for you than all that stuff, and we need to go back to it. I love a bit of lard. Oh, fried eggs and a bit of, a bit of bacon and a bit of lard. A bit it, fried slice and it, a bit of lard. Here's Ooh. another thing. This yes. chef was talking about how he's getting massively into dripping, right? And apparently, it tastes different. Into depending- dripping what? Dripping. That's his thing, is it? I've seen videos about that. Oh, you mean the thing? Yeah, 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 I got that. He's getting hugely into it, and apparently, depending on which organ you get it from, like a liver or a kidney, it tastes different, and it's different colour, and it's useful for different things. Um, Fat facts. Fat facts. Uh, Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, um, there's this, this lad here, and I feel sorry for this lad. A teenager was given a road ban after he was caught drink driving on a lawnmower. It was on a ride-on lawnmower. Mm. I mean, Connor Aspel, 18, was driving on a busy main road with a mate sat in the grass box. Another power was... In the what? The grass box. Got me grass wet. Another pal was running alongside. Aspel, I have to just stress it's Connor Aspel, not Michael Aspel, who has no licence, was more than twice the limit when cops stopped him at 2am. It wasn't a busy road at 2am. No no road is busy at 2am. Obviously, drink driving is a bad thing, but part of me thinks, this is classic bands, isn't it? <laughs> he had been at a pub with friends. It's definitely going to be a story, isn't it? Prosecutors said he was barely able to stand unaided. Here we go, it's nearly local and vocal. Right. Aspel, again, got to stress, it's not Michael, of Tidmarsh, Berkshire. Okay, who'd once been to Luton, probably. Yeah. I've heard of it. Probably admitted drink driving and was banned for 18 months. He was also given a 100. Banned from what? Mowing his lawn? 
Where do you get the lawnmower from? How can you ban him for 18 months? He hasn't got a licence. Well, but then you can stop him from having a licence. Oh, for 18 months. Exactly. It'll take him longer than that to do his theory. He was also given a £130 fine by Newbury. Newbury's in Beds, Hards and Bugs, isn't no, it? No, it's in Bugs, yeah. So close. Mm. Uh, magistrates. Gosh. I just think, you know... That is... I mean, in the in the great scheme of things, right, uh, you know... Don't do that, kids, but it's almost worth it for the story, isn't it? I mean, back in the day, you'd have had... The copper would have said, oh, you, go, go on. Go home quickly on that. I've not seen it. I don't want to see it again, it's all like, right? It's like my mate who got caught up the um, town Christmas tree on Christmas. Excuse me? <laughs> Came out of the pub and decided to climb it. Of course he did. It's classic, classic banter. <laughs> he hears a policeman's voice. Come on down, son. Took him a while to get down. Yeah. They banged him up overnight oh. on Christmas Eve, right? Oh, yeah. no. But he did ask for it because he was an actor at the time. And, uh, oh, well, he should have been arrested he, for that. He, he was heard screaming from inside the cell, let me out. Do you know who I am? I'm an actor. But was he a famous... I think they kept him in for that. Was he a famous actor? He was once in EastEnders, briefly. Was it Doc Cox? No. Another... Ex- Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 towards London uh, reports that slow because of an accident between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and for the Handycross roundabout in High Wycombe. A car's gone into the central reservation at High Wycombe. The A40 slow in both directions. Uh, through Bedford, Paula Radcliffe Way, the southbound side, that's very slow uh, before the uh, A6 uh, cutthroat lane. Watford on Pinner Road coming into town, that's heavy at Bushy Arches. The A1 southbound, that's queuing still between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And on Thameslink, disruption between Elstree and Borehamwood and to Cricklewood uh, because someone's been taken ill on a train. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Right, 8.46 or thereabouts. It's a Friday, the 6th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Flights to bring British tourists back from Sharm el-Sheikh will start again later. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. And Talk Talk says the bank accounts and sort codes of more than 15,000 people were accessed during the recent hack on its website. Teddy, stay there. 03459 455555. We'll be with you after the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. We've got rain spreading in from the southwest. Some outbreaks of rain really for the rest of the day, although there will be some drier spells around at times. Most of the rain tending to be fairly light, but there will be the odd heavier burst um, around as well, um, and that's likely to continue for the rest of the morning. Right into the afternoon, eventually clearing through the late afternoon, and it should be a dry evening. It's also feeling very mild, warm even, with high humidity levels, so feeling quite muggy. Top temperatures all the way up to around 16 or 17 Celsius, 60, 63 in Fahrenheit. We may We'll get a bit of brightness a bit later on through the day as well, although there will be an awful lot of cloud. Now, as we head through into tonight, it's good news for fireworks because it should stay dry, perhaps a few dribs and drabs of rain just for the first part of the evening. Overnight lows of 13 or 14 degrees. Some more heavy rain tomorrow morning, particularly heavy, in fact, and that's going to last through the morning for the first part of the afternoon at least. It'll also be very windy as well, so not a very nice start to Saturday at all. It should be a much drier picture by the time we get into the mid to the late part of the afternoon, clearing up from western areas of Buckinghamshire first still staying mild tomorrow 16 celsius will be the high but behind that weather front it's going to feel a little bit chillier so saturday evening good news for fireworks 
clear skies or clear spells rather and it will stay dry temperatures just that little bit lower so dropping into single figures i think for the start of sunday morning there could be some fog and mist around on sunday morning remembrance sunday of course it should stay dry through the morning quite a lot of cloud perhaps a bit of drizzle the odd light shower here and there there will be some more significant rainfall a bit later on through the day and it will be quite windy on sunday as well that's the forecast Every weekday morning. Isn't it nice to have a good discussion about things in a polite way? My opinion is... You make a very valid point. As long as the person can do the job, I don't care. Hence, I'm saying she's completely out of touch. It doesn't always happen like that, though, does it? Well, if you let me speak, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you know what they are then. Well, that don't prove that an accident's been caused, does it? The JVS Show. My big phone-in every morning from nine gets everybody talking. First of all, I congratulate you. got a very good topic on this morning. I'd like to share some experiences. I'm not going to respond to that statement because I find that quite inflammatory. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Teddy. Good morning, sir. I, we spoke yesterday. Yes. I've been thinking a lot about what you said. Let's remind yeah. the listeners. We were talking about um, the story about a guy in Starbucks, a barista, yep. writing, you know, kind of friendly messages towards a girl on, on the Starbucks cup. And you, you told me what you did to impress the, a, a specific lady. Yeah. Can you just remind us again? Again, obviously, you know, treading carefully. It's a very sensitive yep. uh, subject. Uh, can I just set the scene slightly? Please do, because I, 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 I thought yesterday, oh, he's, he's, he's having a wind-up. And then no. I saw you on Twitter, and then I, I yeah. thought, oh, no, he was actually telling us the truth. So, once again, <laughs> let's hear your story of romance. Yeah, yeah. I was about 13 or 14 at the time. Um, so that's, that's kind of key to that. Yeah. And I was working in the kitchen, uh, not of a cocktail bar, but on a training camp <laughs> yes. for the Army Cadets. My head went that way as well. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, it's like a youth organisation for people that leading up want to go to the army. So they have these training camps all across the UK um, for little weekends and stuff. And this uh, training centre is in Amptill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And so I was working in the kitchen with a a couple of other lads, and there was one of the girls that was on the training course. Again, she would have been about the same sort of age, 13, 14, maybe 15. Yeah. Um, And she was kind of pretty. Yeah, cool. So... The, um, we were talking about it, and um, yeah, so we, we peeled some potatoes in in the shapes of winkles and made sure that they were kept to the corner of the tray while they were being cooked, and then I so could strategically could serve those to her um, only. And how long ago was that? Um, oh, my maths are terrible. I'm about 30, come up 37. So about, so, about 25 years ago? Yeah, about that. Um, there's, there, I, I don't know if you've seen the recent spate of uh, of uh, arrests for historical sexual offences. <laughs> I think that putting a wink, putting a potato winkle on a, a young lady's plate four, is is four, is four potato winkles. I think putting four potato wink on one lady's plate. Yeah, that is. Um, I mean, that is. Did you say you were in Amptill? <laughs> Yeah. You're about my age. <laughs> yeah. Kath, you like potatoes, don't you? I don't think I've had four. Um, wh- I've, I, so are you from Amptill, Teddy? No, no, I'm Luton. But I don't I, work out I, whether I know you. 
Um, some of the, uh, it was, some it was, of the. If you were in the army cadets, because it was the Bedfordshire. So now I was in the Red Cross. Let's just say, let's just say that, that what uh, Teddy did. Uh, some of the cases that have been to uh, to court in the past few years, they weren't as bad as Teddy's behaviour. <laughs> you know, <laughs> weren't as bad as that. Okay, so that was a genuine story, and I apologise for doubting you. That was in a probes. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't think worry. maybe make her a mixtape, maybe send her some flowers. Please tell me that she's now I your wife. No, I don't even know her name. I, I don't so even know romantic. where she is now. So, but that's not what you've called in for today. You've got more for us. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got, um, got a couple of, well, what was going to be three quick ones for you. Go on, then. Go on, then. Favourite doctor? Yeah. Dr Pepper. Oh, it's horrible, that stuff. I remember oh, that being, I remember that being um, uh, arriving in the UK. I'm old enough to remember muesli being introduced and uh, what we used to call continental quilts. Yes. The duvet, the duvet. And we had to have lessons in how to keep them on and not kick them off in the night. Uh, and I remember Dr Pepper. I remember us all being excited at this new fizzy drink, the new Coke. Oh, it is disgusting. Oh, what's the worst that can happen now? Yeah, that's I... true. I do like the adverts. The adverts make me laugh. Yeah, go on. That's one. Um, yeah, Beaconsfield. The, yes. uh, maybe the guy wants a charity shop next door instead. Yeah, or a bookies. You know, I, yeah. I just... I didn't, or a chicken shop. I didn't really understand... The problem, I don't have any... Also, I've never been in a... I've never been in a funeral director's. I've never had to organise a funeral, OK? And I've never been in or, or, or been with someone of their... I've always wanted to, because don't they look... Um, they look old-fashioned. They look really weird. Yeah. They've got those, like, the lace curtains. They look and, like Liberace lives there. They do. And I just... I, I, do you know what? I might go in one and just... Kind of, they'd let you have a look around, wouldn't they? I mean, the There's fe- one on the way to the uh, to Cassie Mix. We can pop in if you want. Let's pop in and have a little look around. Cause I've the f- been to one twice this week. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. De- no, delivering coffins. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. thank you very much. And you're a coffin deliverer. I'm an everything deliverer. Wowzers. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've delivered two coffins this week. Okay. When you do the um, coffins, do the coffins when you deliver them? Do they come in cardboard boxes that are coffin shaped? Yes, they do. Do you get? No, it's not actually coffin shaped. The box though, it's just a big rectangle. Because it would give right. away what's inside otherwise. Have, it would have, been, you, yeah. have you ever, you know where this is going, have well, you ever climbed into those coffins and uh, for, for to either scare your mates or to have a picture? I haven't got that far. I just delivered a box. Okay. Well, I, I understand yeah. why you're saying that, Ted. I understand. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. Um, and I've got one for the final one for yeah. you about that, that accident on the M25 with the lorry. Let's, let, let's set this up. Uh, there was a, an accident yesterday. 25 tonnes of lard um, was, uh, uh, was shed all over the M25. But traffic was able to slip round easily. Um. Shall I stick to potatoes? You didn't think slip road rather than that? Oh, yeah. oh, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, well. you, 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 you can do. You can do. Um, we're on between twelve and two tomorrow, so you can come back. Shame, shame, Teddy. He started off so well. There, Strong Justin. start, yeah. Strong start, just poor finish. Potato <laughs> Winkle, poor finish. Oh, that was shocking. Yeah, well, it was awful, wasn't it? I mean, yes, it was yeah. just a... Teddy. You still there? Yeah, I'm still hanging. Dealey's De- <laughs> um, <laughs> even Dealey's dissing you now. Yeah, sorry, mate. That was I, bad. Okay, Hang that, that means a lot to me. Daily, you've been in radio far longer than anybody else I know. Give him, give him a mate. few tips. What, what, and how to come on and what, be a good caller or yeah, to, to yeah, get a good yeah, punchline? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what I'll probably say is, you know, when you come on the radio, I mean, e- even if you are in a bit of a bad mood, I mean, just, just don't give the impression to the listeners that, that you're in a bad mood, you know? What, yeah. like Ian doesn't? Shut yeah. up, Kath. <laughs>
Just saying, you know. I just think, you know, maybe you need to sound a bit more, um, a bit more enthusiastic, you know. Do you think? Do you think you could take that on board, Ted? <laughs> I could. I've, I've got. Well, I've, I've got tips for Justin. <laughs> come on, come on, Ted. Come on, let's have it. Come on, Justin. Have you um, needed the, the um, any authorities to call the police on you recently? Uh, no, not recently. For the last week, it's been pretty quiet out there. No, Why is that? No. Not, not like in, interfering with um, driving tests or anything. What? Oh, oh my God! Really? How, oh, how do you that, know about that? Hang on, hang on a minute. Oh. Do we, do, Justin, do we want this conversation on air? Okay, very, very, very briefly. Yep. Um, you, you gave me, and I remember everything because I have to in case I need to go back to it. You, you instructed me to go out onto the streets and ask people about trick or treat, okay? Yep. And whether it was evil. This was like I think two years ago. Yeah. And you said, right, you've got five minutes to turn it round. So I had to stop somebody who was oh. in the middle of a driving test. Yeah. Oh. And I, I was quickly told to oh. go away. Great oh. knowledge, Ted. Dealy, Ted, touche, sir, touche. We'll speak again. Have a good weekend. Take care. Ta-ta. You got rid of him, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Dealy, we've got a minute left. And, oh, look, your package is a minute long. What have you got for us? beautiful. You were asking about doctors earlier on, and uh, we were celebrating doctors. So I simply went onto the streets and asked people the question, who is your favourite doctor? And uh, some random things came next. Here's what happened. Taking it to the streets with Jay Dog, yeah? Hashtag Dr. Love. <laughs> Who's my favourite dog? Cliff? Do- no, Doctor. Oh, Doctor? Don't know. The guy, the one from Simpsons, mate. Well, my favourite Doctor passed away. Oh. Yeah. What was his name? Dr. Hart. Dr. Hassan. Dr. Hassan? Yes. Okay, um, where, where does Dr. Hassan work? Primary Health Centre. Is he a legend? He is an absolute legend. My favourite dog? Oh, no, no, Doctor. Oh, doctor. Oh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't really know their names. How can you not know your doctor's name? I'm busy. He's there to help you, to save your life. Nope. You're mugging off your own doctor. Yeah. Okay, so anybody you'd like to put forward great doctors? Not many, no. You can't understand them these days. What do you mean, who's my favourite doctor? Well, today we're celebrating doctors. Would you oh, like yeah. to nominate a fantastic doctor? I don't know a fantastic... Apart from my own GP, Dr Wainwright, she's fantastic. In Tring. Oh, Dr. Wainwright in Tring. Big up. Absolutely. Whoop, whoop. That bloke was quite ready to name his favourite dog, but didn't they quit? <laughs> no, Doctor, didn't. go on, Kath, what you got? I've got one here from... Um, that was great, by the way, Just. thank you. From Mrs. Zaidi in Toddington. Yeah. She's saying, my husband, he's a total hottie. Dr. Zaidi from Castle Street Surgery in Luton. I've oh. looked him up. He's smoking. Not literally, literally, that'd be bad for you. My, my doctor used to. Justin, excellent stuff. You're up very quickly. You've got 20 seconds. What's on tomorrow's show? Uh, tomorrow, this will excite you. Tomorrow morning between 6 and 9, we have Joe Brown on the programme oh, tomorrow. We, we, we love, yeah, we come love on. Joe Brown. Come on. And also, hopefully, if we can uh, turn this around quickly enough, Tony Robinson in oh. the geezer's chair. He's a Sir Tony Robinson now. Yeah, Sir and a geezer as well. Thank you very much indeed. Good work, Justin. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 towards London partially blocked because of an accident between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 at the Handy Cross roundabout. A car's gone into the central reservation. The A40 at High Wycombe, that's heavy in both directions. In Bedford, Paul Radcliffe Way southbound, that's looking very slow uh, before the A6 uh, Clapham Road. Uh, Watford, Pinner Road going into town, that's still looking heavy at Bushy Arches. The A1 southbound, uh, that's still queuing from Holiday into Stirling Corner. And on Thameslink, some disruption between Elstree and Borehamwood and to 
to Cricklewood because uh, someone was taken ill earlier on a train. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much. So Daly does breakfast on a Saturday, six till nine. Uh, and Catherine and I do midday till two o'clock. It's a phoning show with no topics. Everyone's welcome to come in and talk about, well, nothing ideally. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Catherine. Back tomorrow at midday and then Monday at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in... Will ISIS influence where you go on holiday? Katie Hopkins has angered holidaymakers by saying she has no sympathy for the British people stranded in Egypt as they chose to go on holiday near a war zone. The Mail Online columnist argues it's ridiculous that people who are lucky enough to live in a country as safe as Britain choose the Middle East for their winter sun. Sharmel Sheikh regulars say she's talking absolute rubbish. Here's a flavour of the online response to the story. I've been going to Sharm every year for the last 10 years. Never ever felt any less safe than I do on a packed tube in central London. This woman is a parasite jumping on a bandwagon of people who have all of a sudden become foreign travel experts, most of whom I can't imagine have ever left the comfort of their own front room. Well, Katie Hopkins has spoken to me ahead of the phone-in this morning. Listen to what she has to say, and of course I want to hear from you as well. Will ISIS influence where you go on holiday? Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock with Simon Oxley. The headlines, flights from Sharm el-Sheikh back to Luton Airport. Talk Talk reveals hacking figures and Hertfordshire prisoners taken to neighbouring counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thousands of tourists are expected to begin returning to the UK from Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt this morning. Around 20,000 British nationals are estimated to be in the resort, but it's thought few than a quarter will get places on the 25 planes due to leave today. They include four EasyJet flights to London Luton Airport. These people are among those hoping to fly back. Turning up this morning like it seems a lot more organised because when we first come for our first flight it was it was chaos. It, it didn't feel safe. There were people everywhere. It was like it was all very rushed. It's a lot more organised today so I feel a lot more safer today. Very relieved. Like we, we just want to get home. Like We're just ready to go home now. Extra security measures have been put in place and passengers will be allowed to bring only hand luggage with them. The Transport Secretary, Patrick McLaughlin, says the remaining bags will be flown back separately. These are very difficult uh, things. It's had to be arranged very quickly, partly because we were not going to take the position of putting British uh, subjects, British residents, at any risk. And we, uh, following what happened on Saturday, uh, we wanted to be absolutely sure of their safety. Talk Talk says the bank accounts and sort codes of more than 15,000 people were accessed during the recent hack on its website. The company believes the personal data of 4% of its customers was at risk. That's considerably lower than it first thought. It's emerged that police officers in Hertfordshire are having to transport prisoners to Essex and Buckinghamshire. It comes after the temporary closure of Watford's custody suite. Hearts police say no final decision has been made. Neil Alston chairs the county's police federation. We have uh, sympathy with the force uh, and the PCC who have, uh, as we know, um, financial issues to, to resolve and we want to work with them. Uh, to do this, but we think perhaps closing Watford custody might be a bit preemptive.